All right, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Dunn and Drew. I'm Drew. I'm here with Dunn. What up? Happy Black History Month. Yeah, thanks. You didn't seem very thrilled. It's it's whatever. Been there, done that. Yeah. I mean, even in even in school, like Black History Month, I didn't really pay attention to what they were talking about. Let's just scrap the month and just. Well, can you even name name five black people? I can name five black people. Go. Me, my dad, <laughs> Kobe, Shaq, Martin Luther King. Thought you were about to say my dad, mom, <laughs> my <family>. sister. <laughs> There's pl- I, I uh, flying back yesterday, actually this morning, I thought I could have swore it was an ESPN analyst or commentator, but I just could not remember his name to like look him up or ask him if that was him, but could have swore it was him. I'm on the see- way to Jack's? I'm going to see him, yeah, on the way home from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, to Atlanta. Yeah. So I'm going to see him on TV, and I'm going to be like, yep, that was him, and I'm never going to Stephen A? That. wasn't Stephen A. No, no. He had a big day this morning talking yeah. about oh, B, B floor. Didn't he? All B right. Flo. See you guys on the other side of this intro. And I still won't grow up. I'm a grown-ass kid. Swear I should be locked up for stupid that I did. But I'm a champion, so I turn tragedy to triumph. Make music that's fire. You can so through the wire. I am deeply sorry for last week's Wi-Fi in the hotel room. Like, I thought it was all good <laughs> until Andy posted that shit. I watched it, and that shit lagged right out the gate. I probably spent five hours editing that. You should have... So, when I texted you saying, bro, I don't think I'm going to upload this podcast. It's too shitty, and so much news has happened, and then you're like, post the fucking pod. And I got in my room, and I edited for like three hours, I was I was yelling at like because of the lag. I'm it's just awkward conversation, and I wasn't used to that. Last time we did that was a long time ago, and my interaction with you and how uncomfortable I I could hear myself mm. being. I was yelling at myself, "Shut the fuck up!" Like yelling at myself talking while editing. I'm like, "That's not fucking funny." Shut the fuck up. Like, it was bad. Like, I was so mad at that product. But I I put it up. I put it up. It's out there. Um, Well, at least least they can't tell from the audio version. So, like, people listening in their car and shit couldn't really uh, tell. Okay, but, yeah, that's fine. But I was, what I was saying was aggravating me, so. It's, it was a a mess. I probably spent five hours on that. I I know you weren't thinking about uploading that shit at all, but I was like, go ahead. (laughs) But. Uh, I was at my girl's yesterday, so Andy asked if I wanted to do the pod there. I was like, absolutely not, because I did a Google Meet call while I was there, and that shit was even more laggy than I was in the hotel. So I knew if we did a podcast in that in that house, that and we wouldn't be here right now. We would be talking about all the shit we we're going to talk about yesterday, and then pissed because the product was ass again. But I'm glad we waited till today. Got this new setup, so let's get it. Lots to talk about today. Yeah, a lot to talk about. We have a couple headlines. I think one of them is Tom Brady retiring. The other one is the Brian Flores <laughs> suing almost everyone in the NFL. Um, rightfully so. We'll get into that. Uh, but first, let's touch on uh, Tom Brady. I said Tom Brady, not Peyton Manning, right? Yeah, you said Tom Brady. Uh, 
uh, you don't know. I'm like halfway through a Yingling, haven't drank since halfway. <laughs> so I'm so he a little stupid, stupid right now. Stupid. Uh, end of an era. Uh, end of our childhood, Eric. Let's what an look. Era. Let's look at uh, the quarterbacks that are now gone that we grew up with, and it starts with Tom Brady at the top. Uh, Drew Brees retired last year. Last year, Peyton Manning. Um, God, it's been five or six yeah, years now. It's been a while now, but we see him all the time now because he's a figure. Philip Rivers last year. Uh, ben Roethlisberger this year. Sorry, Ben, you are not the headliner in the two thousand. What do they do every? When are you eligible? Four years or seven years? Anyway, he's going to go in with Tom Brady. So, unfortunately, but what a, what a star-studded cast that's going to be. And Eli Manning, who left a few years ago. Uh, that, like, I can't think of any others that were the stars of our gener. I think the next to go will be the group of, like, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. That's a good one. Stafford. Um, Stafford. He's getting up there. Maybe he rides off into the sunset after, after the Super, the Super Bowl, Bowl win. That's true. Um, I would. Who else we got? Uh, oh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. <laughs> it don't count. Yeah. We got a bunch of journeymen right now that are left. and But uh, we are, we've been talking about this new era of QBs, and it's very exciting what we have next. So I'm looking forward to the next 20 years in the NFL, as long as they don't go into shambles. I'm shocked <laughs> Tom Brady did not shout out the Patriots in his um his text. I part of me thinks it's because Moore's coming. Like it's Tom Brady. I he's not gonna be done and just it, from, you know, a, a few carousel posts on social media writing yeah. some things out. But he said his goodbyes when he went to the Bucks. So I think like a this final man. I think a final thing will, will happen with him because you know he's a video guy. I think he's gonna have some like elongated videos announcing his retirement and then you know like a montage of his Patriots highlights, his Bucks highlights. I think that's coming. I posted on I tweeted that something part two has to be coming because he didn't say anything about the Patriots. And then he quote tweeted the Patriots shout out to him. And said, love you, Pats Nation, or whatever. Thank you for everything. That was part two. <laughs> because I think if he had something else coming, he wouldn't have done that. I think he, like, felt pressure or was told, hey, you got to. And why he wouldn't do that, I don't know. I, and I get, yeah, he said his goodbye when he left the Patriots and went to the Bucks, But still, like, everyone's, when we're honoring Tom Brady's career, we're hardly thinking, yeah, what he did in Tampa Bay was phenomenal at his age but like come on he did his damage on the pats that's what people know him most by so to not mention the patriots is weird and uh i don't know maybe he'll dodge the question on his next podcast episode uh i think he just rushed to get it out because his I, retirement was spoiled like a little early yeah and so he maybe, tried so hard not maybe to, maybe he did have something else for the patriots but because the surprise that he wanted his time, his timeline was spoiled by Schefter. Uh, You think his social media team was cooking, cooking something up? Maybe. I think so. Maybe, maybe Schefter altered Brady's goodbyes. So he couldn't mention the Patriots once in that long ass. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Maybe he said, fuck craft, fuck belly, but he's gone. He's done. Um, but you know, he went out on top. And he he led the league in pass touchdowns, led the league in pass yards at 44. 
nobody's done what he's done. And I think it was a good time to go because you don't want to go out on like a regressing year, you know, especially sure, if, you're, if you're Tom Brady, you want to be remembered as, oh, I, I went out when I was still the fucking best. So the best, um, I think this was a good time for him to go. Plus he's probably losing Byron Leftwich, and you know, he's just got to hang it up. Maybe there was pressure from his wife too. Um, oh yeah, for sure. That's what he said. Family. Yeah. Is he's got hella kids. His wife's making hella money. Tom Brady's made hella money. He's got nothing left to prove. He's been to the Super Bowl more than any other quarterback. He's won more than anybody. So he said, all right, I see what's on the rise here in the NFL. I'm not trying to compete with that anymore. I'm out of here. Especially like he went out on a comeback, like 27-3. He almost came back and won that game to go to the Super Bowl. So Remember when he when he threw his 600th touchdown pass and Mike Evans threw he it? He tossed that bit to the ground. Well, he did it again on his last touchdown oh, pass. Oh, his last touchdown of his career. His last touchdown pass was that long one to Jalen Ramsey, yeah. to Mike Evans, and Mike threw that shit in the end zone again. Come on, Mike. Mike didn't know. Mike, uh, Mike didn't know. <laughs> yeah, they thought they were coming back and winning. He could have caught another one in OT. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to read you the – I'm going to go through – don't look at my screen – I can't read that anyway. What the fuck? I'm gonna go through uh, the the uh, Peyton Manning's uh, records over the years and Tom Brady's, and you're gonna tell me whose is whose. Should be easy. Why? I don't. I don't know. Just uh, trying to pump myself up. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually. Kind of surprised, um, but I won't say anymore. Why I was able to find this so so much easier. Um, yeah, where are the fucking wins? Uh, okay, I guess I'm not doing that. I was doing it anyway. You didn't have the link. I was shocked how many like it, going just rambling through it. Before I looked it up, I was like, oh man, like no one's won as many, um, as many. No one's gone like twelve and four more than Tom Brady. But Peyton Manning got a lot of twelve and fours and fourteen and twos and thirteen and threes in there, maybe more than Tom Brady. Mm. I'd have to look it up. But Tom Brady played longer, obviously. And I found a crazy stat. I'll, I'll actually read this whole thing. The question that the person poses is: Will any quarterback ever threaten Brady's legacy? And it says, "Let's be clear here: there isn't a quarterback playing right now who is going to surpass." what Brady did over the last 22 years. Along with those seven Super Bowl rings, he holds the NFL records for most complete career completions, pass attempts, passing yards, and touchdown passes. Mahomes is the man often mentioned of being able to chase down Brady, and even he would have a huge challenge on his hands. At this point, the 26-year-old Mahomes would need to average 4,300 passing yards and 32 touchdowns per season for the next 15 years. Jeez. And that's just to tie Brady's career marks. He'd have to win the Super Bowl every other year during that time to beat Brady on championships. That's not happening. Mahomes has a talent, as do other young star quarterbacks. The more salient factors to consider are whether a player possesses the desire to keep grinding well into their 40s, along with the good fortune to avoid other major injuries that snap, snap their skills over time. Look at how Big Ben was playing in his final season in Pittsburgh or how limited Peyton Manning was when he finished his career with a Super Bowl 50 win uh, in Denver. Either man had even reached 40 years at that point. That's mm. crazy. Mm. They weren't even 40. 
He did a four extra years yeah. past 40. The greatness of Brady isn't just about numbers or the rings. It's that he, it's what drove him to a place where he would play this long without ever really declining. And it is crazy that like he, he went out on top and it's because he was not going to play a season if he wasn't at his very best. Right. That TB12 conditioning that he does has yeah, got to we'll, be something crazy. Yeah, we might learn a little something about that later. That that diet and exercise he was on, crazy. Him and LeBron James, the two most sustainable men to ever play the game. And it's crazy. Like, everyone, and people probably still think this, that Mahomes is going to pass Brady as a GOAT. But I think along with being just absolutely freakish in the quarterback play, he'll have to approach him or pass him in rings. And I feel like he's... I think he may have already lost his opportunity to do that. They went to four straight AFC Championship games. Went to two Super Bowls from that. Yeah, yeah, two Super Bowls and two is only two playoff losses before this week were to Brady too. So <sighs> you would have had to beat the goat twice to get a little start on catching him. Now we got Baby Goat Burrow. Baby, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Burrow in his second year, if he gets a Super Bowl against the Rams, and he on a better track. So it's just crazy that Brady went to 10 Super Bowls in 22 years. That is nearly a Super Bowl every other year. And he won a Super Bowl every, pretty much every three years. What? Insane. Like, it doesn't, looking back on there was a big gap there where they didn't win. But looking back on it, it doesn't seem like. Yeah, it feels like they were there every single time. He won a, won a Super Bowl every three years. But, then, but a lot of people are ecstatic that this man's finally retiring because now Falcons fans, for some reason, think they're about to dominate that division now that Brady's out of there. Um, and people just – I personally, I'm ready to see new teams be in the conference championships and in the Super Bowl. And I'm hoping that Mahomes doesn't take the place of Brady because I need some sort of change – in the, in the teams that make it this far. Well, if Trevor's going to do it, mm. he needs to win a Super Bowl this coming year. and Because that's what Brady did, and you need to get a head start if you're going to catch up to him. So, and, hey, you might do it. Hey, look at the Bengals. They did it. Yes, look at the Bengals. But we'll talk about this in a bit. But So do you think Tom Brady... Do you think Tom Brady is the best... So if we were to crown the greatest man ever in the country, like the just the greatest slash luckiest or the perfect human, would it not be Tom Brady? Seven titles in the best sport in the country. Supermodel wife. He still has a full head of hair at 44, no gray hair. Six, he, he fucking aged backwards. Yeah, it's stupid. When I see pictures of him when they when they do that little time warp, yeah, there go your screen. <laughs> when they do the time warp, I'm like, oh, Tom was ugly. Yeah, came out of that draft looking like a slob. He he uh, he retired in Florida. He's very wealthy and he's that, funny. That what happens when you get money though? You start looking better. Yes, you take care of yourself yes. like like Tom Brady does. Uh, and having a supermodel wife, you think she'd put pressure on him to always maintain himself. So. And she knows the secrets of looking young. Yeah. So Louis, yeah, that Louis Vuitton model been on covers of international magazines for her entire life. I'm sure Tom Brady learned a thing or two about some self-care from her. So I'm looking forward to see what their kids look like when they grow up. Mm, you're sick. No, well, when they grow up, <laughs> when they hit 18. So you're not thinking about them right now. I'm thinking about what they can become. 
But no, that's as far as that's as long as I think about them. Uh, all right, let's move. We are the kings of the weekend. My PSD. Sorry. Little out of sync. You need to grow up. Oh. Uh, I thought they missed that. <laughs> my, my king of the weekend is the, you know, you guys probably all saw it, has 6,000 retweets. No, sorry, 12,000, 13,000 retweets on Twitter. The guy or girl that, oh, they have their Instagram. The person that bet the perfect score and the score and the winner of each championship game. He bet Bengals 27, Chiefs 24, and Rams 29ers 17. He bet twenty bucks and won five hundred seventy nine thousand. First of all, that he probably thought he was done at halftime of Bengals Chiefs. He was like, "This is why. Why does anyone even gamble like this?" And then that game came out the way it was, and he was like, "All right, like I'm sure he was excited. You know, he got himself into the game and felt felt a little excited, but kind of knowing that it's probably not going to happen." Then when the Niners had the ball, it was it was the perfect score, seventeen to twenty. What he predicted, surely when the Niners had the ball, ready to get with like a minute left, he was probably already counting his money. He, w- knew, he knew Jimmy G wasn't doing anything. I went to his IG profile. He's got no posts and he's private, so he's probably nervous that someone's going to come up on him and rob his ass. But when I first saw this, I thought it was fake. Yeah, because sometimes I think these betting apps just post these wild so ass. People- yeah, download so, it. so people download it and keep throwing their money at these shits. But if this is real, that is fucking insane. But who the it's fuck? Real. Who the fuck? You don't, you don't know that shit? It was confirmed. By who? Uh, uh, someone. Twitter. Mm. Source, trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is fucking insane. And here I am. Can't even get a fucking player prop. Couple player props yep. on prize picks for five dollars. Losing twenty dollars <laughs> a week to prize picks. You're getting the whole correct score, but shit, that is great. I know that man was well. You can't bet and not sweat. Don't call me Doctor. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Is that on the here? That's not on no. here. Yet. Um, my king of the week, and I got to give it to the whole fucking Bengals team defense. McPherson, Burrow, these motherfuckers came back from 24, 18, My bad against the goddamn number one offense in the NFL. Didn't see it coming. Halftime, they were down so much. I thought it was going to be like a 45-3 final. Yep. Um, but Yeah, thanks for tweeting that from our account. <laughs> making me look dumb, too. They could tell it was me if it's TweetBot. Um, that's a little, little tidbit for y'all. Um, but when the Chiefs did not score that touchdown to go into halftime, it was kind of like when the Jags didn't score the touchdown against the Bengals before halftime. Everything changed. Went from 14-0 to losing the Bengals, and they went from 21-10 to 10 to not scoring but a field goal in the second half. So I got I to give the king of the weekend to that Bengals team. You see me repping the B here. But this isn't just Bengals merch. I got Trey Hendrickson, Trey Hendrickson, number 91 on the back here. FAU Al went to college the same time. So I'm supporting my Al, my fellow Al. Um, and also because that man, when I went to Cincy for, um, the Jags game, he saw me walking and he was just driving down the street and like pulled over to say what's up. So that was a real one. So got to support my boy. Go Bengals. Who day? Who day? Uh, onto moment of silence. It's the fridge. This house scares me sometimes. It's always scary when you're not here and I'm the only one. 
This is going to be a very detailed moment of silence. It's for <laughs> the fridge is having a hard time right now. Fridge farting. <laughs> Just making ice. <laughs> this moment of silence is for Brian Flores. Oh, wow. This is a deep moment yeah. of silence. We came on here when he got fired, you know, asking the question, why? 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 And he's suing the NFL, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Broncos for alleged racism in the hiring process, including texts from Bill Belichick in the suit as evidence. In these, what is going on inside <laughs> me? <laughs> you guys can't hear it because these mics are top notch. Top notch. But uh, his stomach growling, yelling at him real big time. I, I just, think it's a juice cleanse. I just had this green lemonade juice cleanse, apple, celery, lemon, kale, lemon, <laughs> cilantro. And then I just had spinach and eggs before this. So. Bro, I just had my infamous tuna noodle casserole and my stomach is silent. Is eating that shit up. Say thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes. Brian Flores claims that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, I know you've seen his old 80-year-old dead ass, <laughs> bribed him 100K per game that he would intentionally lose. And he got mad when Brian Flores would win games. And if you've seen Know Brian where he got Fo- the idea? Shot Khan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we not taking it. We just ass, boy. Shot Khan would not bribe to lose. He just don't know how to win. Um, mm. <clears throat> Good line. Um, and this kind of explains why Brian Flores will be fired after back-to-back winning seasons. Does Steven Ross just hate winning? He just always wants a top draft pick to turn his, to turn his franchise around and not be mediocre, like a nine and seven and 10 and six. He just wants back-to-back-to-back top five picks every year. Who knows? But, uh, he also included texts from Bill Belichick showing that he congratulated the Ryan, the wrong Brian Mm. on the Giants job. And he meant to text Brian Dable, but he sent it to Brian Flores. And part of me thinks Bill Belichick did that shit on purpose. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this man is so calculated. Yes, he. I think he fakes that snap face, Insta post shit that he be that he be saying. He knows everything about yeah. his flip phone that he that he uses. <laughs> There's no way. Like that just seems so messy mm-hmm. of him and so purposeful. Yeah. That, like, he's getting back at the Giants or someone or the NFL in general and, like, what a perfect way. Hey, Bill Belichick's an ally if he did this. He's like, hey, this system is fucked up. Mm -hmm. I know know my boy, Brian – well, I know my man, Brian Flores, about to interview (laughs) for the Giants, and I'm hearing that they already hired Dable. Fuck that. And then he texts – and then he plays it off so perfectly if it's fake. Yeah. Um, but allegedly, the, everything's but allegedly. Do you need, need to keep going before I talk more about the text? No, go on. Go about the text. The the text broke my heart. Oh, like it made me feel so bad because poor here. If you guys have been avoiding the story, you're too lazy to read. Let me read what the text chain between Billy B and uh, Flores. Bill says, "Sounds like you've landed." Uh, congrats, and then. Uh, Flores replies, did you hear something I didn't hear? Hey, did you hear something? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> skit. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about Skit, uh, but I don't know if this is too too sensitive. Yeah, this is probably not the, it ain't sensitive, relax. It's just not the, the time and place for it. Yeah, skit. that's what I meant. And then Bill <laughs> replies uh, after Flores says, did you hear something I didn't hear? And Bill says, Giants. It, but like it's weird because he says giants question mark exclamation point question exclamation point question mark exclamation like bill never is this this uh what's what's the word a, em, enthusiastic enthusiastic uh like can you imagine bill actually saying what he wrote here giants it's like when people say when people say i'm dead and why he chris rock 
<laughs> when people say I'm dead in text and then their face is just like, yeah. Uh, so Bill says giants. Oh, oh, giants. And Flora says, I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. Bill says, got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York giants that you are their guy. Hope it works out if you want it to. Exclamation point. Uh, Forrest says, that's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. Thank you. Then Forrest gets a little suspicious. He says, coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dable? Just making sure. And Bill says, sorry, I fucked this up. I double checked and I misread the text. I think they are naming Dable. I'm sorry about that. BB. BB. Thanks, Bill. (laughs) Forrest like, thanks, Bill. Um, Do you think Bill Belichick signed in his text BB? Well, he just did, so. (laughs) Allegedly. Yeah, well, yeah. But, you know. So, suspicious. Like, if you were, oh, man, if if someone made me bet right now. That's just way too much of a coincidence, both their names being Brian, but. And Bill Bill let it, like, how did Bill go that long without? I don't know, man. I, I don't know what I would bet if I had to bet. What's done in the dark will be eventually comes to this the light grow up <laughs> but anyway yes he got those texts and then knowing that he had to go through this interview process regardless uh knowing that he wasn't the giants guy and that's you know a great market to coach in the new york giants come on um so that sucked and yeah, then yeah his replies like broke my heart just he he, he was excited and then like saying, oh, yeah, I think I got the job. I mean, I hope so. It'll be exciting. And then he's like, oh, he meant to text Dable, who now has the job. Yeah. And then the third claim, when he went to go interview with the Broncos, then general manager John Lynch and others that were interviewing showed up hungover in an hour late and showed lack of an interest in the interview with Flores, which he said today on ESPN that – in all the interviews he's done, this was the only one where someone actually showed up late. Um, so, uh, bra- brave man to come out here and release all of this info, especially against the NFL, who's got you know this track record of uh, terrible track record when it comes to anything legal wise, and they always get away with it. They have the best lawyers. They can always move on from this because they're just such a powerful league and. Everybody will consume the NFL product no matter what happens with the league. Like, they have so many players that beat the fuck up out of women and children, and uh, nobody cares. We just move on because football's the GOAT. We'll get there. But this is a moment of silence for his well, potential. Well, real quick, mm-hmm. I'm shocked that the NFL – so the, in their statement, they say, the NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices that continue to make progress and providing equitable opportunities – Throughout our organizations, diversity is core to everything we do, and there are a few issues in which our clubs and our internal leadership team spend more time. We will defend against these claims, which are without merit. They <laughs> say that the same day. How do you know that already? Yeah, you done no investigation, and you already say the claims are without merit on something this sensitive of a topic on the first day of Black History Month. That's wild. That they're so Defensive sure already. That these comments were made without merit. Have they called Stephen Ross? And then even if you do talk to Stephen Ross, uh, Elway, and Giants. the Giants, you're just gonna take their word for it? Yeah. Like not. Come on, launch an inter- launch an internal investigation at least first. We wow. know we know how these investigations go. They're still investigating the Washington shit the that gate? happened. Oh yeah. And that's what 
part of me thinks that this may not go anywhere, but it's black people. <laughs> they, they, they be, they be aggressive with this shit. So we had Hugh Jackson come out. There's going to be hello. They got Bill Belichick as an ally. Like your accent changed when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> <Us> black people. <laughs> he got Bill Belichick as an ally now. And Bill Belichick, you know, you bring him into this allegation as well. The shit, this is just great time. Right before the Super Bowl, Black History Month, shit going down for the NFL. And I hope this allegation continues. And this doesn't just get brushed under the rug like so many other things in the NFL do. But Flores is still up for a job with the Saints-Texans. Um, I don't know if he's going to be blackballed from head coaching in the league again. Depends. Uh, but we know who the owners of these teams are, so he won't be hired by any of those teams that he's coming after, but potentially he could go to another. Um, but but can we talk about the Rooney rule and whether it's effective? Obviously it's not. and It's being abused. Why? Yeah, and it causes embarrassment for these coaches that think they're being brought in legitimately, but they're just being brought in for the owners to check a box. Why... First of all, when someone hires a black candidate, the team that they hire from gets the draft pick. And I get that you do that to incentivize the other team to prop their guys up, but I don't understand why the teams that are hiring the black candidate doesn't get the, the draft pick. And I can see why that yeah. could be an issue because you could be the Texans, hire Cully for a season that you know is not going to be good, get the extra third round draft pick and then fire him the next year. But maybe there should be a clause that if you want that draft pick, maybe the draft pick is in two years. Um, so if you keep them, maybe it starts as like a, a six round pick, but if you keep your head coach for two years, it becomes a third round pick. Um, and I think incentivizing, incentivizing the, the higher, not just the interview, because the interview can can be done. That's like cheating on homework. You you don't have to like do it legitly. You have to when you hire someone, they're on your staff. You're like becoming family. Yeah. So I think the the incentivization um, needs to be on the hiring, not the interviewing. Yeah, and it's pretty bad that this even had to be a rule in the first place. Because whoa, okay, I'll get to it after. It doesn't doesn't seem like it's been working because Mike Tomlin is still the only black coach in the NFL now. We just had like a handful of them just get fired. And then Jim Caldwell, Herm Edwards, Tony Dungy, there's been like solid amount in the NFL, but they've never been around uh, and, and stuck as long as, you know, these other ones, these white guys have. Is Mike Tomlin too quiet on this issue? Because I don't know if I've ever heard him take, well, he's probably taking a stand, but I haven't – I just don't hear from him right now. He's the only black head coach right now. Yeah, and he's been there for, since, like, what? I don't even know. He's been there a while. 15 years. Sheesh. 15 straight winning seasons. Yeah, he's quiet, but, like, it's not his job to just come out here and have a statement already. Like, Okay. Let, let the man, That's what I was, I was just asking. Let the man uh, – Breathe a little bit on the issue and subject, but moment of silence for Brian Flores. How long? About 30. Thank you. And what I said woe to is we have breaking news on the podcast. That's Love rare. When this, very rare. <laughs> Love when this, this happens. This is supposed to come out tomorrow at 11 a.m. Love when this happens. As you know, today is National Signing Day. 
Uh, oh, is this the Brian Kelly thing? No, this is uh, Jim Harbaugh. Oh. Do you think he is... So, did you see he's big, heavy with the Vikings? And people are wondering, is he signing with the Vikings? Is he staying, returning to Michigan? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Adam Schefter. Jim Harbaugh called Michigan to inform the school that, despite interviewing with the Vikings to get today, he will be returning to school for the 2022 season. Sources tell ESPN. Michigan was, in the words of one source, elated to get Harbaugh's decision. Wow. Man, everyone was... Man, that, it was that, almost... People, people thought he was going to the Vikings? Oh, yeah. Like, he, almost certain? Yes, it was oh. It was close to being certain. Like, people were expecting an announcement today on him signing with the Vikings, and they were like, man, so weird to do that National Signing Day. Oh, I think he had an interview with them today or something. And people were like, on National Signing Day, he's gone. So, and maybe they got some good recruits. <laughs> yeah. I just... So, moment of silence to uh, the Vikings fans. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully a Vikings fan called in and let us know that take because I wonder what your thoughts are about having Jim Harbaugh as your coach. Well, don't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh, moment of silence for the HTTR hashtag that the Redskins fans would use. You'd think that maybe if they stuck with a name like uh, uh, Red Wolves or Red Wings, uh, Red Hogs, that that name or that hashtag could remain, but nope. They chose the Commanders and got absolutely blasted for it. I have a rant after, well, I guess that is my rant, after the moment of silence. Thank you. So, yeah, they're the Washington Commanders, and they rolled out a shitty-ass logo. And it's just, I don't even know where to start here. Washington Commanders... The commies, obviously, are what they're going to be called. And they're in Washington. Like, what? Soviet Union colors, commanders. (laughs) People are being paid so much more money than freelancers on Twitter and Instagram that have made such better logos and uniform designs than what they came up with in the two years that they had to work on this. First of all, they waited way too long. People became... became, too close to the football team. Like, people love the football team name. Yeah. So that was mistake number one, taking way too much time to say you're going to change or announcing what your name's going to change because people love... W- WFT was finally catching on with people. After yeah. Like, I mean, I, after yeah. slipping up and saying Redskins every sentence, people finally were saying football team and WFT. Well, and WFT, yeah, but I still slipped up and read it every time Schefter or someone would tweet WFT. I was like, what the fuck? That's how I would read it. I'd read it as what the fuck. Um... So, yeah, the, the, the fact that people are making better designs on Twitter for free is just, like, when is a team going to be smart enough to know, like, let's take the pulse of the fans. Yeah. I saw one poll from a local news station in Washington saying, I think this may have been before. It could have been before or after they announced a the name. The poll was, what about Commanders? Do you like the name Commanders? And it was, like, 93% no, 7% yes. And it's just... It amazes me how bad these teams, and it reminds me of when the Jaguars changed their uniforms in 2013 to that god-awful uniform look with the even worse helmet, two-tone helmet. Terrible. Like, who's designing these? Who's giving them the okay? And then it also reminds me of the Buccaneers jersey change when they went to, like, the clock on the jerseys. Absolutely terrible. And now these jerseys and, like, just so, so... And then the 
oh god the uh don't even want to touch on the fan that was out front <laughs> oh, the starting chant. starting a chant of, we are commanders like how and much then the, the, and then that cringy ass pause yeah he's like come on guys dun, 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 dun. come on do it fuck when i first heard the commander like how are you going to take this long and build up all this hype to choose a team name that was the same team name of one of the teams in the aaf that's the first thing that I thought of when I, when I heard Commanders because that shit sounded so familiar, and it was the fucking San Antonio Commanders in the league that folded after one season, literally February to April, and that league folded. You had all this time to come up with something, something that had to do with the city of Washington, build a little culture there, and then come up with Commanders. When you had all of these dope suggestions and concepts on social media, these people just do not pay attention to anything that's going on with the fan base. Like, do you stuff. see these Red Wolves jerseys? Yeah, I've seen them. Oh, shits. my God. Man, I'm so sorry, Red, uh, Washington Commanders and that, fans. And that W logo with the White House in the middle, that yes. shit was tough. That shit was tough. I was but watching, now their logo is the W it's again. It's the W with like some terrible font. Embossment or whatever. Like It's just an updated W. So This is so Commanders. bad. So bad. I'm so sorry, guys. But they'll get used to the name and buy up the merch because they have to. Uh, my last. We play the Commanders next season. <laughs> Good. Uh, my last uh, moment of silence is for Arrowhead Stadium or whatever they call it now. Uh, because they tried to be after Joe Burrow's, you know, no stadiums louder than the SEC comment. They tried. Burrow still went in there and did his thing. Uh, so not louder than the SEC confirmed moment of silence, even though Joe, Joe Burrow didn't lose in the SEC. So how can you tell? Mm. Um, but unfazed. Yeah. Unfazed by the meat, by the noise, uh, quick moment, moment of silence. All right. Thank you. NASCAR. NASCAR. What you got there? First race of the season this weekend. I mean, we, this soundboard has first, been first race in the mud. It's an exhibition race, but. It'll be the first race of the season. Exhibition, don't make me hit it. Exhibition race in NASCAR. It's the Bush Classic. It's what I've been hyping up the past couple weeks. Is this at the Rose Bowl? See, I thought it was Rose Bowl when I first told it Uh to you, but it's actually not. They're different. Like Rose Bowl's in Pasadena, and then LA Coliseum is the Trojans. But for some reason, I thought they were the same, but they're not. But I should have known that. Anyway, tune into the Bush Clash Saturday or Sunday, sorry. One day I'll be paid to say this, man. I'll be talking about mm. NASCAR too much to not get paid for this shit. But you most likely won't hear from me after the Daytona 500. But we're going to do another bubble watch because hopefully he gets a little better this year. As this, you know, last year was his first year with the Jordan and Denny Hamlin team. And he was always teetering around 20th place, 20 to 27th place. So... Hopefully you've made a better car this year to maybe teeter around six to ten, but mm. we'll see. We'll be watching Bubba because you got a lot of people rooting Bubba. for you, and we want to see you succeed and not see people that get suspended like Kyle Larson win the whole damn title. So, Bush Class six p.m. on Sunday in the L.A. Coliseum, tiny little track. I think it's a dirt track too, but don't quote me. I know we got a lot of NASCAR listeners out there. We done? Yeah. Okay. I have a new game. I've been trying to come up with a game that we can play on here and because off season's coming quick and we need something to take our uh take our mind off of lack of football. 
So I came up with a game that can easily be used for football stuff. So it's a Wikipedia game, and I haven't had a, I don't have a name for it yet, but I'm going to open up the Wikipedia page of a random, and it's not going to be super obscure, but a random NFL player, past or present. And how will you decide the name? Just off your dome? Just off my dome. And I'm going to scroll up and down on the page. You'll tell me when to stop. And then I'm going to scroll my cursor around randomly. Then you'll tell me to stop. The closest sentence to my cursor, I'm going to read, uh, leaving out the name of the person if it's in there. And then you have to see how many rounds you have to go before you can identify the player. <laughs> probably, it, probably going to be the most random ass information about yeah, this player. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> and then and then you'll go, and then we'll see, you know, best of three, who does the best. All right. All right, so don't look at my page. Um, I've got yours pulled up. I'm going to scroll up and down. You tell me when to stop. Stop. All right. Now tell me when to stop my cursor. All right, stop. I think I got this. You feel me? All right. Overall, he finished the 2004 season with 61 kickoff returns for 1,415 net yards and a kickoff return touchdown to go along with 43 punt returns for 464 net yards. Devin Hester? 2004 season. No. All right. So we're just going again. That was was one. (laughs) Same page, right? Yep. All right. Uh, stop. All right. Stop. Okay. Let's see this one. Against, ooh, this could be good for you. Against the Oakland Raiders one week later, he became the first player in Patriots history in the eighth in NFL history to have back-to-back 100 reception seasons. The previous player to do it was his teammate, Randy Moss. Well, he was a Viking in 2002 and 2003. Julian Edelman. No. Damn. Damn. All right, here we go. Stop. Okay. Stop. That was aggressive. As a sophomore, he had 50 receptions for 582 yards and five touchdowns. This is NFL or college? A sophomore. This would be college. Well, that doesn't help me. Damn, I'm surprised you didn't get it after the after missing the last one. Because you went, you gave me kick returner and then receiver, so that I was like, "Fuck, who did both?" But I know he's on the Patriots now. Dion Branch. I know people at home are pissed because they know that everyone knows it now. Nope. So that's number th- that's third. So let's go again. I thought I only get three tries. No, you you that we're doing best of three, but you get you go until you get so we get your score. Stop. Right. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Okay. He is an. Um, oh, sorry. He played college football for the Texas Tech Red Raiders and was signed by the San Diego Chargers as an undrafted free agent in 2004. He went on to play for the Dolphins, Patriots, Broncos, and Rams. Eric Decker. Yikes. <laughs> no. Um, one more. You get five. <laughs> All right. Stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. <laughs> um, what does this say? I'm trying to figure out what's, what sense would be the nearest one. Uh, guys, we're ironing out the keys. Wes Welker? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said every fucking Wes Welker. I thought you were going to get it after getting Julian Edelman wrong because it's either Julian or Wes Welker that would have hundred catch seasons and being a punt returner. Kick yeah, return. I had to go into my bag there, deep, deep into my bag. I don't think you had a bag on that one. I said deep. Sorry, you always have a bag. All right, don't okay. cheat. I'm ready. And I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Stop. And I'm circling. Stop. Boom. Leading the league with 1,072 rushing yards in 2001 Ugh. when he suffered a serious hip and groin injury that sidelined him for the remainder of the regular season. Frank Gore. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm Stop. 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 All right. A six-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro, he is regarded as one of the best power runners of all time Ooh. and ranks eighth in NFL rushing yards. Oh, fuck. Who did I just say? Gore. Frank Gore? Damn. Power runner. Six Pro Bowls? Two all pros? I was going to say LT, but no, he's not a power runner. Uh, 2001... He was leading the league in rushing. 2001, fuck. So long ago. That's yes, he power was, he was leading the league before his injury. Damn. Ricky Williams? No. And we're screwed Stop. <laughs> and we're. Stop. Jesus. All right, let me find where this shit starts. It's got the team name in it in this sentence. Good. Thank God. <laughs> That'll give it away. Um, when the Steelers took possession of the ball on the Indianapolis two yard line with one minute, 20 remaining in the game, leading 21, 18, the outcome seemed almost certain. That's it. <laughs> That's where the sentence stops. Uh, who's that Steelers running back? But his name's in the next one. Who's that Steelers running back guys? Oh No. For some reason, when you were talking, I was thinking Edron Ed, James. Well, I did say Indianapolis in that. Oh. It was Steelers versus Colts. Edron James. No. Fuck. And oh. we're scrolling, we're scrolling, we're scrolling. You can shout Stop. out to me anytime. I, see, I know who it is. I just don't I can't think of his name. Circling. Stop. He passed Eric Dickerson for fourth place on the all-time list. Oh, my God. Uh, Who is that running back that the Steelers had? See, this is embarrassing, so tell me. We both lose. Jerome Bettis. Yep, that's who I was thinking of. Yes. The bus. The bus, yep. All right, not a great. Let's do one more because that was that was bad. We, I want something for TikTok. So, um, let me let me go. You know, losing is good. <laughs> That'd be true. You're gonna be cooking us. All right, Jerome Bettis, you stupid fuck. <laughs> this is a sports podcast. Stop. Okay. Oh, stop. Right okay. Let's see where this starts. He had five receptions for 190 yards and two touchdowns, including touchdown grabs of 52 yards and 44 yards, Yeesh. and two other receptions of 46 yards and 41 yards. 
That's not going to tell you anything. <laughs> Thanks. Could be anyone. Uh, I still have to guess. Still shot in the dark, buddy. Yeah, a big shot in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to think of who you're thinking of then. Um, who would you be thinking of? Yeah, you're on a wide receiver kick right now. Is it... Heinz Ward? Nope. Stop. Okay. Stop. Ooh. Widely regarded as the greatest wide receiver of all time along with oh. Jerry Rice. Oh. He holds the NFL season's single season touchdown reception record. The NFL single season touchdown reception record for a rookie and is second on the NFL all time regular season touchdown reception list with 156. Terrell Owens? Nope. <laughs> I'd even try to think about that one. I think we're is our guest here? Jerry Rice? No, it's a Okay. It's a truck. Um all right, so you're over two. It's not it's not Jerry? No. He's no <laughs> Stop. Okay. And stop. Um he finished his career at Marshall having scored at least Marshall. one touchdown in twenty eight games that he played. You are so booty. <laughs> I guess we both are. I think it's my HelloFresh. Very late. I can check on my camera. One of the greatest receivers of all time, huh? Wow. Drawing blinks in this historic game. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. <sighs> Boy. Okay. Going again. This is uh, I can't, this I, is what I imagined. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Stop, man. Okay. Who the fuck go to Marshall? Oh my god! Someone didn't see that the thirty for thirty. Um, the following week, in a primetime Sunday night matchup against the Colts, he had 179 yards and two touchdowns, including a 63-yard touchdown in the second quarter that moved him ahead of Terrell Owens for sole possession <laughs> of second place in career touchdown receptions. Man, I'm right around this, man. I'm right around him. You ain't near it. I said Terrell Owens. I said everybody around him. <laughs> oh, who are you, you goat? Yeah. <laughs> You goat. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is the goat? Who's the goat receiver? Why am I drawing blanks? Yeah, this is bad. I know. You're going to say the name. I'm like, duh. Yep. <laughs> drawing blanks here. Big blanks. <laughs> the callers are so pissed. I mean, the listeners are so pissed right now. Oh, man. We need to do this on Patreon. Have people call in and. We play this game with them. Oh, fuck. Well, like, the, the pressure's on. Relax, chill. It's, it's a lot of pressure right now. Oh, fuck. Goat receivers, goat receivers, goat Unbelievable. receivers. <laughs> All right, time's up. I'm losing it. Yeah, it's gone. You never had it. Yeah, I'm losing it. Let's Let's move on. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Thank you. Randy fucking Moss. Why would you give me the player that we talked about in the last one? 
When did we talk about Randy Moss? You brought him up in the last one, saying he was a teammate. Maybe he was on the top of my tip of my. I tricked myself there. (laughs) Marshall. I didn't know he went to Marshall. I don't know his college. I was Randy Randy University or something. Avoiding him. Okay. Because we already talked about it. Well, you were specifically avoiding everyone else, too. (laughs) Because you didn't name shit. All right. Let me take us home with something good. Chill, chill. You got to guess. Yeah, I know. Is that again? Is it the ice? No. Um,. Can I do NF- NBA? Just no. Just kidding. Relax. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. You don't know nobody outside DeRozan. <laughs> um, no ball. I know Vooch. I know. Um, yeah. Let me get to his wiki page real quick. His? Okay. No. Got oh. the pronouns. <laughs> and we're scrolling. Uh, stop right there. Uh, and yeah, stop. All right. Do, 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 do. Give me that line. Um, feeling myself. His signing by the Steelers caused a social media backlash by many Steelers fans, with some saying they would never support the team again. What? <laughs> oh my God! Never support the team again. Oh, what Steelers? I will never support you. I feel like, so you said social media? Yes. Okay, so we're thinking 09 to now. Oh, man. And who would you think of? Am I thinking divisional rival? Uh, Ravens? Uh, did they take Did they take anyone from there? They The Steelers signed, signed this person? Um. Boy, oh boy, I can't. They, see, they're not a heavy free agent team. Mm. I'm going to have to spin the wheel again. All right. I need one more clue. Spinning, 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 spinning. Stop. And Stop your cursor boom. right there. <laughs> All right. Give me that one. Looking for something that doesn't say his name. Oh, no, you say it, but you just leave the, you say blank or you say pronoun. Although Virginia Tech lost 46 to 29. Oh, Michael Vick. Yes. Woo! Run me my money. How much you get? 20. It's a lot. All right, everybody. That is how you play the game without a name yet. Uh, it'll stick around. We're going we'll, we're gonna to get our revenge next week. And I think we're going to play this on Patreon, too, with, with callers. So get in that if you're not in it. Uh, hashtag not Jaguars podcast. We talked to Mia. We have Mia O'Brien in. She, she hasn't been here in months. Good amount of months. Uh, I can't remember what was going on in Jagland when she was here. But this Byron left this this coaching search by the Jaguars is so dysfunctional and crazy, uh, embarrassing, off-putting. Uh, just I don't I don't we don't know how to explain it, and I don't know how to say it any more ways than I've already said it. So, uh, and it's taken even more twists and turns. So we have me on. Uh, she's going to tell us her perspective of covering the team and what it's been like if this has been anything she's seen before. And then I'm also going to ask her, what is going to be her, what are her top questions? Because Shad Khan, even though he hasn't spoken in front of the media for probably a year, uh, may, no, he spoke after. I think he spoke after we drafted Trevor. But 
uh, it's been a long ass time. Yeah. So I want to see what are her top questions for Shad Khan. Uh, what if, is if he gets in front of that podium? Yeah, they better. <laughs> they're going to. They're going to have to eventually, and he's going to get grilled. So I want to see what she's going to ask, what she has in mind to ask, and uh, and uh, yeah. So let's talk to her. Uh, let's talk to her now. I already checked. I did the sweep of social media, making sure there's nothing about uh, Kevin to happen. O'Connell is now the front runner in the, in the with the Vikings. Yeah, right? let me quick get Don't scare give me, me. Give me like ten seconds just to get caught oh, up here. Okay, what are you getting caught up? Twitter? Yeah, making everything. Sure you got, did oh. you see Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, d- sorry. Before we start, can I get you a water or water, please? Just the water. Yeah. Okay. Because we, no we don't have to say when we recorded <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, maybe I should do a truly. Oh, sad. What do we got? Bud Light seltzers. Yeah. Yeah, I'll we take got the one. seltzers, the I'll holiday one. ones. Yeah, I'll take one. Current scuttlebutt has Byron out, Doug Peterson in, but no one really knows what's going actually going on here. Uh, yeah, accurate. <laughs> please break some news. While we're recording, please. <laughs> oh, true. That's a good one, too. Okay, sweet. Let's roll. <laughs> All right, Mia. Welcome back to the Dun & Drew studio. A lot has changed since you've been here. It was June. I just had well, to look it Well, first off, I, I was in the old Dun & Drew studio. Yeah. Let's let's make sure. That was we- a good, good mic check. I'm going to turn that shit down. <laughs> I forgot how loud I am. You would think, having worked with me in a previous life, you would know exactly how lo- loud I am. Or just being your friend. Yeah, it's okay. I appreciate it. You looking out, but yeah. yeah, no. Last time I uh, last time I recorded with you guys, you still lived on the good old South Side with me. Mm-hmm. Now you got me wondering if I should move to your neck of the woods. It's, it's a cute, it's a cute neck of the, it's a cute neck. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. I really haven't driven around it in the daytime, so I probably should do that. Yeah, yeah. The night, nighttime like, it's different. Yeah. It's yeah, a little scary. You've been over here twice during the nighttime. Yes, now. yeah, that's brave yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, folks. Don't worry. We're we're good. We're good. It's all uh, good. Uh, so you, uh, national sign. Well, first of all, I want to say thanks for not bringing pretzels this time. Oh, right. I you were crunching away. On there. I was crunching away. That turned into a gif and, <laughs> yeah. and here we are seven months later. Yeah, and no your, pretzels, your although I do have a, I do, which I probably should have brought in now that you brought that up. They had a food truck at work today. They do that now that you're gone. I think they did ice. They did like the ice cream truck. They did random yeah. food, but not very often. So they got a barbecue ribs place today. And so it's like from 12 to four, you can just grab whatever you want and it's like free. Free? Oh, yeah, because wow. it's like part of the company, like corporate responsibility. And uh, and so because I was working from eight to eight, I was entitled to a lunch at and noon. Dinner. And I, <laughs> at 3.55, I went out to the guy and said, all right, pack up my dinner so I can bring that home. So I do have ribs in the car. Oh, my goodness. We almost should have brought that in so I could have eat, eight. Yeah, you could have been. Yeah. That would have been amazing. That would have been epic. So they are in the car. I mean, I sh- we, I, yeah, I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't have said anything. Uh, my car's been a Actually, I don't have pretzels, but I have ribs. Let me go get them. Yeah, yeah. Let me go, let me go grab those right now. Uh, so I was going to say, yes, June, you were last year. It was the off season. Uh, and every we were on cloud nine. Urban Meyer. We Trevor, thought the wide receiver room was like. <laughs> stacked. <laughs> going to break world records. And man. Yeah. Sad. And here we are, an Urban Meyer firing later and a Trent Balky. Fuck, might be a promotion. Still, still here, still yeah. here. After the clown game, which was amazing, by the we way, we had so much fun. It was a fun game. game. Anyone who says differently, including some of my employers, needs to. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it was fun, and there was more than five people. Like someone tried telling me the other day, it was five people. I was like, it wasn't as much as I. Well, I guess I I toned down my expectations when I realized, hey, Twitter can sometimes be like an echo chamber, and it can. 
make you feel like there's going to be a lot more than there actually is on, on one side. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm not expecting a ton. Uh, and I, I think what I saw was what I expected. The important part was the photographers that were there got awesome shots, awesome crowd and shots. And local media did. immediately went to the slab. Like I thought I was going to be the only one and I was so pleasantly surprised Local when I and got national. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I found a CBS crew wandering around yeah. looking right for the Right when we slab. got there, yeah. CBS was right so there like, pulling up on us. That, that made my little heart flutter. I was like, you know what? Like, good, little old Jacksonville yeah. shot. Look at yeah. that, little old Jacksonville. What getting, I do matters. Getting the love, getting the love. Yeah. For all it, the wrong reasons, yeah. but that's okay. But, you know, when you're bad as we are, you have to find ways to get yourself in the spotlight. And we do that. Win or lose, we do they're that. in the news. Yes, Ooh. exactly. That was a good one. Yeah, I may not have. I may or may not have used oh, okay. that in no. uh, <laughs> several job interviews. So, hey, yo. We like it here, too. So Yeah, it's fine. The weather's great. 72 degrees today. Sorry, Iowa. So. Oh, hey. Negative eight. Midwest everywhere. <laughs> Snowing everywhere. Yeah. Negative eight or feels like negative eight? Uh, let's check. It was a feels like the other day. Uh, in, in Indianapolis, it's 13 degrees. Yikes. At least it's not... Uh, Milwaukee, yeah. it's 17. Oh, Decorah, Iowa, it's six. So that means in Cedar Rapids, it's probably about 10, maybe. Cedar Rapids, Iowa is at 10. Wow. 10. Wow. Call me meteorologist. We have we have a quite a, as you know, quite a few Iowa, Iowa listeners. So, I know. Yeah. I know. They're six sure in Des Moines. They'll... Shout out to the Des Moines bros. Uh, six yeah. in Des Moines. Six degrees. Sorry. Shout out to Des Moines. Uh, so other than we're friends and we like your company. You're also, you're here because this coaching search of the Jack, I don't even know what to call it. I don't even know if it's a coaching search. It's, it's, it's a like clown a, show. It's the extension yeah. of the clown yeah. show. Yes. Uh, an extension clown, the clown circus search. baby. Yeah. The yeah. circus ca- has come to town. It was, or did it, uh, did it ever leave? Ooh, that's another good one. Yeah. Uh, I, I got all day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly. <laughs> Until that coaching hire is made. We got all day. <laughs> yeah. So that search, is more or less is on and it's one of the wackiest most dysfunctional things that i think and it's like we see it as local you'd think that the fans are just being like you know fans they're being silly but the national media is calling it dysfunctional too uh local media i'm sure you, you as well uh can you kind of because i've tried on this podcast and i've i've, I've ranted you and your perspective covering the team since the se- since Urban Meyer is fired and the coaching search has gone on, like give us a timeline for the layman that's not a Jags fan listening. Yeah, uh, how in depth do you want me to go? So Urban was fired in. So that's that's so that's that's the reason I ask because yeah. in terms of assessing this situation, and I did this on ten ten yesterday. I don't know what day of the week it is on my show. Helmets I, and heels. I tuned in six, when I went six to, to eight six to eight on Tuesday nights. Um, in my opinion, as I have reflected on this situation, what we can't forget is that Urban was fired on a Wednesday night. Ironically, given today is National Signing Day as we're taping this, it was early signing day at night. So I had just been up for like, you know, a casual 17 hours working on that beat. And then in the middle of all that, I get a phone call that we're about to break this story about Josh Lambeau in conjunction with yes, the Tampa Bay I, Times. You know how proud I was when I saw that my station yeah. got the Lambeau interview? I got that. So that was, a, that was a wacky day, man. So I'm like at Fletcher High School. I knew and thank goodness I did because during the season, we're required to test every Wednesday for COVID as part of M tier two M media, whatever it's called. 
And so as much as I wasn't going to Jag's availability that day, because I was going to be going to the various high schools, I knew for me to have access to Urban on Friday or anything like that, I needed to get tested. Um, So I went out of my way. Like we skipped a high school. Sorry to whichever high school we skipped, because I was like, I have to be tested just so I can go to media availability Mm -hmm. the rest of the week. And uh, so like was at Fletcher at nine routed over to the stadium to quick get my test before I went to a different high school at 1030. And I parked my car and I had the text sitting there that said, okay, you cannot repeat this. It was like me and a couple managers on this text. And it was like, Josh Lambeau's coming forward with a story. It will be published in the Tampa Bay Times later this afternoon. First Coast News will be the only uh, outlet to have a video interview and that's it. You need to keep this quiet. Do not reach out to Josh. Do not reach out to his agent. And I just was like, (laughs) and now I got to go like walk into the stadium and I'm like, okay. And then I got to go run around all day. Wow. You, you, you were in our group chat all day without knowing that and not saying a word. Yeah, I know. See, no cryptic tweets. People don't think I can keep a secret. (laughs) If it's it's big, like Urban Meyer kicked you, trust me, dude, I can keep that secret. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and so what I, but the, the crazy part, and this is the reason I asked how in-depth you want to get, is so this all happened Wednesday, right? December 15th? So I just wanted, it was in December that yes. that Chad knew he was going to have to look for a head coach. So that, yes, correct. And so that's the part that I want to get into because what people also forget is that 48 hours earlier, they had the local media on Kismet, on Shad Khan's super mm. yacht. So that was Monday. So we literally, the last time Shad Khan spoke, quote unquote, publicly on the anniversary, the 10th anniversary of him officially buying the team, 48 hours before he fired Urban Meyer, like we were with him literally eating dinner on his super yacht. And that's where when people ask me to provide a timeline, like I have to reflect on the fact that did I have any indication then of what was about to happen? I can tell you this, it was very clear in speaking with Shad and in speaking with Mark Lamping especially, I won't get into the details, but they knew there was smoke, they knew there was a fire. They were smelling the smoke, they knew there was a fire. It was very clear. Um, Some comments, maybe even a joke or two may have been made about Urban. Um, But like I took it in, you know, good fun and honestly, kind of interpreted it as like, they're probably going to assess after the season's over. Mm -hmm. I did not think in that moment that they would be firing him two days later. Like when I've reflected on it, I I just never in my wildest dreams. Uh, And I don't think, I think Shad knew and he didn't let it on. But I think (laughs) if you would ask Shad Khan a year ago, never in his wildest dreams would he have thought. Right. And so that's where a lot of my friends and I and sources have been talking about this. Like in college football, they talk about how a coaching search actually takes about two years. Like you have an inclination if you're on the hot seat with your coach two years earlier. And so you start putting together a preliminary search for your next head coach. That's where the Florida Gators got themselves in trouble this fall because they had no indication a year ago because they didn't smell the smoke that Dan Mullen wasn't recruiting. They had no indication until after that Kentucky loss of like, maybe we need to reevaluate the situation. And they got really lucky, in my opinion, that Billy Napier just happened to really want the job and he was available. So um, cheat on cheat on your spouse before they cheat on you. Yes. yes. Start start looking. Yeah. Get on Tinder um, or Hinge or whatever people do. Um, so, Grindr. right. And so in college, <laughs> <Good night. laughs> so in college, 
Like that's pretty common knowledge. Um, but it's very clear in the NFL. It's also a thing because I don't think Schaub was prepared to fire Dave and Doug in 2019. I think he truly believed that 2018 was a one-off. He was stunned when he had to fire TC because his hand was forced. And in a similar situation, which we'll get into, to where he is now, he kind of ran into a situation where he didn't think he had any football guys in the building. So he couldn't just up and get rid of Dave and Doug and then be left with no one without TC there. And so that's why he took that year with them to plot, in my opinion, to plot his urban move, to plot his big, you know, Hail Mary, whatever you want to call the mm-hmm. hire that was his big slam dunk, big yeah. fish, go catch his big fish. And how much he would pay Doug to tank the season Yeah, for Trevor. Doug was at the building the other day. Really? Yeah, I said that. To, so Doug's, Which building? Our, uh, the, yeah, at, at the TIA Bank Field. He was at the bank. Um, well, his family still lives here. They still have their house literally down the street from where we're sitting. Fun oh. facts. Um, oh, okay. He's a, he's a South Riverside guy or a San Marco guy? Uh, yeah, they're in San Marco. Yep. So um, so they didn't sell the house. They still live here. His kids go to bowls. Um, but I said to somebody, I was like, is like Doug like consulting or like what's <laughs> that would be hilarious. And somebody goes, no, he literally has no other friends and he oh, wanted to go oh, see shit. his friends because oh. Nick Saban literally like put him out to pasture for lack of a better term. Um, I told my mom, my mom was like, you should have called Doug and like bought him a Duncan or something. Damn. Sandwich. I didn't know he lives right around the corner. Yeah, he I literally need... lives right down the street. You want to call him? Bring him in. I know. He doesn't answer his phone. If you ask Mark Long. Yeah. I haven't I tried calling that. him, but apparently he doesn't answer his phone. Damn. So, um, but anyways, back to my original point before we got off on that tangent. The point is, is that typically coaching searches take two years. And so, you know, shot, I think had built up this whole idea of like, Coach cent- head coach centric. He's got his yeah. guy. He's got this big CEO. leader of men, CEO type. Yes, Urban had never been in the NFL before, but that's why you kept Trent Balky around. So like all the NFL rules, like he could run them past him in case he had any needed clarification. Oh, well, apparently there was a lot of clarification <laughs> that he needed. Um, and so, yeah. Um, and so I think for him, it was really, you know, like a shock that like he had no direction. He didn't know where he wanted to go. He was in love and, and his heart was broken. Like just like that. that. Just like that. And so he didn't really know where he wanted to go. And so I think he still is kind of just wandering around. This is his take care Drake album moment. Yeah. He's just wandering just in the abyss of like what he wants. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. Um, Cause I think he's thought he wanted one thing once or twice and then he's gone the other way. Um, but for purposes of the timeline, that was a Monday night. Tuesday was technically the 10-year anniversary, as I believe is common knowledge at this point. Uh, the wives and the children of the Jaguars players were on the yacht, then invited on the yacht for a party on Tuesday um, and a tour of it. Trevor Lawrence went to go pick up his wife from said tour and boarded the yacht because he wanted a tour but in reality, he had a conversation with Shad Khan. And it was, that was basically Shad saying to, Tre- to Trevor, is it really done? Like, do I really got to can him? And Trevor, by all accounts, said, yes, it's not. It's You can't salvage it. Um, and then they waited until Wednesday. And so now I'm really getting in the weeds. So I apologize for the layman out there. But from what I've been told, like 
They went to practice. Urban knew he was on rocky ground. He knew he was meeting with Shad later that afternoon. Um, apparently, he left the facility around 4. I guess he got a phone call. From what I've been told, he left kicking and screaming and was, like, not very happy. Uh, yeah, he, he was also in love left with ev- Yeah, left everything in his desk. Like, someone else had to come get it for him. So confused. No- he loved And then his- why does it drop at 12.51 in the morning? Like, I'm still asking that question. Yeah, tough. Were you asleep? No, that was well because it was early signing day. And it kept you up. Yeah. Without getting into details, um, I was in charge at First Coast News that day. Um, so, uh, and not to mention with everything breaking with Josh Lambeau, originally, because I had been up so early for early signing day, they were going to let me tape the 11 o'clock sportscast. But then when that happens, they were like, take a half day tomorrow. Half day. Stay, help us with the Lambeau coverage. And I said, okay, I get it. And also like, so, Chris is on vacation. I'm in charge. He was fi- he was fired the night of that package airing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that right. package that's aired right. at 11 p.m. Um, like the top of the top Yes, of the show. but the thing like, that okay. you have to remember is that they had already made the decision. I think they knew about the Lambo report coming. I think someone had let it slip. Um, but I truly believe that that wasn't a you know straw that broke the camel's back. They were already, they had decided when they spoke to Trevor. That is my belief. Um, and from what I've talked to people that they believe, like once that happened, the wheels were in motion. And so that's where the current state of affairs is so confusing because if that literally was who you went to, to make such a big decision, then like w- call the kid up. Yeah. He's just golfing at the Inn and Club. He's hanging out. Like, go grab him. Ask him what he thinks. Uh, he's smart. I love the kid. So I listen. Go ask yeah, him. So, do I. so sad. So, do you think this search is as dysfunctional as it's being portrayed as, or is it also, or is it them taking their time? I think it started as them taking their time. I truly believe that. I think because Shad is a very proud man and the fact that he stood, he sat up there this past April and said, this time I got it right. Yeah, He was very confident in that. He, as were we all. Yeah. And I was too, I was right there with you, Shad. So do not feel like you were alone in saying that. Uh, we just got off brand Urban Meyer. We thought we were getting, you know, top shelf and instead. I don't know. It seemed pretty on brand for the things nah, that he did. That's true. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, I get it. But no, so um, so I think in the reality is, and I think this is pretty common knowledge at this point, they knew they were going to hire Urban. Even when he told Doug that that was a rumor, like they knew they were hiring Urban. And even the interviews they conducted with Brian Dable and Eric Bieniemy. Those were, let's be real, to fulfill a requirement yeah. and moreover to have, you know, some groundwork in case of the 0.001% that this happened. Of course, it's ironic that none of those candidates were interviewed this time around. Right. Um, so I guess they really didn't like them that much or I don't really know what happened in those interviews. And so the point is, is that Shad felt he didn't give the search respect last year because it was urban or bust. And so this year, he feels like he has to do his due diligence and talk to everyone this side of the Atlantic. With that said, you truly have to talk to everyone this side of the Atlantic when you are searching for a needle in the haystack, as in someone to work with Trent Bulky. Yep. So as well-intentioned as it was to say, we want to do a wide search, we want to do this, 
you had to have some sort of focus. I got off the kismet feeling like if they were to make a change, he wanted someone with head coaching experience because A, like clearly it didn't work this past time. Mm -hmm. B, because similar to having Tom Coughlin in the building, having someone with football experience means that Shad can be as hands-off and laissez-faire as he wants to be. And so that's where, you know, if that was your approach, then take that approach. Instead of, well, I'm going to talk to this first timer, but then this guy, but then also this guy. And that, in my opinion, from a 300, 3,000, 30,000 foot view, that's the problem right now is they don't know what they want. And moreover, you have a roadblock in Trent Balky thrown in there too. Why do you think Trent's, why is he still here? In your, your guess. Other than that, he's the football guy in the building right now. Yeah, because I was going to say like that. Like, why? To me, to, me, that, to me, that's the reason. So, they just interviewed Rick, Rick Spielman. Spielman. yep. So, which, why? Which is the right move, and I don't know why right, they didn't. Right. It was in the works, I think. That's where I think Shot and his patience comes in, is Rick Spielman was pitched this, from what I've been told. He was pitched this job weeks ago. But he was pitched a couple jobs. Like, if he didn't get fired and they didn't clean house in Minnesota, he was going to get promoted to president. And then if not that, he might have worked in the league office. And so, you know, I mean, late 50s, early 60s, correct me if I'm wrong, sure. I believe. Oh, yeah. I believe. So, like, no, no you know, at that stage of the game. Sure. Right. So yeah, at 59, that, I think Yeah, so at that stage of the game, you want to evaluate where you are. And, <laughs> uh, you know, Shad is a very patient person, as we all clearly know. Um, and so I think knowing how important this hire is, I think that's the one person he was good with chilling, like make your decision, except it's been to his detriment because then the only person in the building is Trent. Mm -hmm. And like, I said this on radio, I've said this everywhere. Like, especially when the Byron and Adrian Wilson stuff was really heating up. If you go to any other franchise in the national football league's website, which mind you, the same company builds all their websites. If you go to front office staff, there is like eight people listed at the top president, Vice president of player personnel, vice president of pro scouting, vice president of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And we were talking about this, how the front office of the Jags is pretty much depleted. Four people. Shad, Mark Lamping, Tony Khan, and Trent Balky. <laughs> they do have a scouting department, but they are listed in like the eighth section on the page, like below communications <laughs> yeah. and marketing. Um, so that tells you how much they value their scouting department. And Tony Khan's listed on like... 20 websites of the top people. He has so many right, companies. Exactly. And like, my thing is like, you have Tom Gamble in the building and I know him and bulky were like friends, but him and Dave Caldwell were also kind of friends, but like he also was like potentially getting an interview for the Raiders job. So people seem to like him. So like, let him run the search. Like, you know, like I know that's unorthodox, but if you really want a football guy to at least like consult with, like have him do it. Like clearly Trent was a roadblock, but Shout out Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network for finally, finally, like saying what we all knew, which is in these interviews, Trent is sitting there and, and Sean asks him. them, would you be willing to work with Trent? <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. Like in what world do you think the person is going to say no? Apparently Nate Hackett did say no. So shout out to Nate Hackett mm-hmm. too. If that's dead ass, oh my God, that's, that's awesome. De- like good for him, man. If he really did, like that's what I've heard. Like, I think he was like, meh, on the Zoom. And then in person, he was like, yeah, no, I ain't working with that guy. Wow. <laughs> so if he did, like, good for him. Yeah. I mean, he knew he had options. We need though. a hero right now. Right. I mean, power to Byron, which I guess we're going to segue to that yeah. now. Like, 
Power to Byron that Byron had, for lack of a better term, the balls to say, yeah, maybe, and then get to the negotiating table and be like, bitch, he's out. Like, mm-hmm. And I think when he when their initial, so when Dilla tweeted that Tuesday night or whatever it was that uh, Byron's going to be the next, I th- so the next day when it started breaking apart, Dilla kind of said, man, I'll, I'll hold the L on this, thinking that it was wrong, but I think it was right. Oh, no, he was presented a contract yeah. by multiple accounts. And then it falls apart because of the bulky thing. Right. And that that's just, that's, that's it's wild. It's sad because now if you, ha- like, so the bulky thing, yes, that's the big reason it fell apart. I was also told that Shad had uh, like woke up Friday morning and had 11th hour concerns because a lot of people were pressuring him at that point. Like, all right, well, like yet again, it's the same exact issue that Trent's the, you know, Trent's what's standing between us. So, you know, like, what are you going to do? And I guess people were pressuring him to say like, this keeps happening. You need to take Byron if he's your first choice and just roll with that. Uh, and I guess he woke up last Friday morning from what I've been told and like had some, you know, well, I don't know, you know, he's a first time head coach. He would mm. bringing in, be bringing in first time front office GM executives in new roles. I'm going to go to St. Martin for three days and mull it all over while Trent, please have three candidates ready for me to interview Monday morning. If you really like want to keep your job. The speculation is the speculation is so fun, so wild, also like stressful. Is, again, like yeah, and like I can't like listen. These are things I've been told. These are things of me hearing one thing from one person and hearing something and from another person the and then dots. connecting the dots. Yeah. So I could be way off base. I am really looking forward to the thirty for thirty. Oh, um, I can't wait to be a part of it. I'm hoping ESPN calls me up um, because it, it's going to be wild. Like I can't wait to know what actually happened because. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of... like, Regardless of like what actually happened, in the middle of the search, he up and went to St. Martin. Mm. That is what screams... Doesn't he rent the Kismet out, though? Yeah, but he flew back. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. like, there, like, there was, like, someone tracked the flight, the personal jet, yeah. went from St. Martin back to Jack's this past Monday morning. Okay. So, like, that screams to me, and that's why it was so funny that then the Spielman stuff broke, because that screams to me that this is someone who, yeah, he loves the team, but like he wants to be hands off. And my mom and I were talking about this because she runs her own um, company and like- Shout out to mom. So yeah, dentistry forever. Um, But like, you're supposed to empower your quote unquote leaders below you. Like if you try to micromanage and be in charge of every single thing, First of all, it's like Rome. You're going to be spread too thin. That's why I promoted him to co-host yep, when, exactly. right after we started the podcast. Or B, and like, again, once again, let's take it all the way back. I reflected on my time on the Kismet, my personal conversations with Shad. And when I was reflecting and then talking to my mom about this, I went, holy crap. Like, this is what Shad was saying when he said, if I do that, if I micromanage every single leader and every single person within my company then I'm Jerry Jones and I don't want to be Jerry Jones because it's not healthy and it's not who I am. And so that's, listen, he made Flexingate the success it is not by being at every single power plant every single day. He found capable people to be in charge of each power plant. And and that's the sad part is like, that's a multi-billion dollar business Mm -hmm. because he found successful people and empowered them. And that's why the Trent thing makes absolutely no sense. And the only thing I can come to is that he really wants someone with football knowledge to lean on and he's the only person in the building. And that's why the Spielman thing is so fascinating. Um, because like but Tony, I mean, I know Tony is doing 
tons of stuff, but yeah, he's got to know some. I was talking he's to somebody about this last night. Like good to lean on. Tony, like <laughs> I use the analogy that like the Jaguars from 2015 to 2017, like friend zoned Tony, if that makes sense. Um, he's still always going to care about them, but they're never going to give him fully what he wants at this juncture. Um, and so he kind of has to keep arms distance. He has said on the record that he poured way too much time and energy to the point of almost having a nervous breakdown because he was so in the weeds and so in the numbers and he couldn't do that anymore. It wasn't healthy. And that kind of is what was a springboard to creating AEW mm-hmm. and to really focusing on Fulham. And even then kind of, even then taking a step back a little bit with Fulham and saying, what do I want to actually dedicate my time and energy to that I see you know, reaping the benefits beyond just a couple of undrafted free agent gems. Um, and that was his, you know, from what he has said on the record, what I talked to him about, like that was what he struggled with. Um, and so that's why I think he's trying to keep arms distance. But the problem is that he sees his father effing up. And so he's like, he like wants to help. But at the same time, and I've said this to multiple people, like, can you imagine going to your dad and being like, dad, you're effing up your company. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. if I said that to my dad... <laughs> Like, mm. I get slapped. Like, you know, no, my dad wouldn't do that. But, like, he would definitely, like, yell back. And, like, that. that's a scary, yeah, for a I lot of people, that. that's a scary prospect. And I don't think Shad Khan's a yeller. I don't know what their relationship is, per se, as mm. a father-son dynamic. But, like, you can't just say, yo, you effing it up, dad. But how he doesn't see this from his entire fan base that's been supporting the team for over two decades. Pay attention to that, at least. Yeah. If you so when you talk to Shot when the meet when Shotgun finally has to face the media after this first of all is there any way this coaching search could end and people would say oh that was actually calculated do you think there's any situation yes because I think Shotgun is a really smart guy and I think he's really good at spinning things so they could I you, mean mm. you know like let's be real like 2017 was a success. Um, and I'm sure there were things that were like, oh yeah, we planned on doing that. Mm, like the ball happened to bounce that way. Like, I so like if we end up with Spielman, uh, Byron and Adrian Wilson all like falling in place, maybe people will be like, oh, taking their time and doing it this way. Maybe they had a plan all along. Yeah. So that's still possible. It's still possible. And, uh, if you listen to helmets and heels last night, I know she was like saying it in jest, but Donna Murphy's, uh, conspiracy theory of like which is a point we can get into how Byron and Adrian's camps have been silent, especially Byron left, which is no one has heard anything. So her theory is that they are still on the kismet in St. Martin. Um, (laughs) And he just told them to to lay low (laughs) until it's time. Um, No service out there. Which I mean, considering some of the reports I heard that Vic Fangio was like being held captive in, uh, in the double tree in downtown Jacksonville. I mean, listen, like anything's possible at this point in time. So, yeah. Um, no. Um, yeah. It, it, they could spin it that way. Even if it's Doug Peterson, I think he could spin it that way to, you know, they had to, which I, I truly do believe this is true. They had to come to a negotiation with Doug to, you know, who has the control. They had to outline exactly what they wanted. He has been on the record and saying he had trepidation about the power structure. And that was during the six week period in, in between interviews, which is very weird, but like Jaguars. Um, That's what makes it seem dysfunctional. Like yeah. so much time in between. Yeah, but also, like, but also he left to go to St. Martin for a weekend. So like it's the same guy that does that. So are yeah. you really surprised? Yeah. You know, um, 
But like the Doug Peterson thing, they could spin it as like all along they wanted someone with head coaching experience. Like they could, and especially if they were to part ways with Balky, they could say, well, you know, we, we needed, we needed someone. That's why we didn't go with Byron. Cause now that we have one less person with football experience, with like, you know, executive experience in the building, we need to bring Doug in and blah, blah, blah. Like, so it's just crazy. Cause Trent's Trent's resume and reputation don't qualify him no. for this job. And it doesn't qualify him to be, uh, for Shad to be this attached to him. They're like That's what's the weirdest part. It's just, I mean And he's he's just scared to move on from it. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Because I brought this up to someone the other day and they were like, Wow, that's the reason that he wants to hire Rick Spielman is because Rick Spielman will be the one to fire Trent. Shad won't have to fire him mm-hmm. then. But Shad fired Urban. I mean that Yeah, but he also fired most- Urban for cause. Um so it was a little different. So um, I think you needed to have it come from the top for that lawsuit to play out. Um, but no, with this, he will have Rick fire him, whether it is in the next three weeks or whether it is in the next year. They'll do I all the firing. Right, I don't know, but it that will- shit, it could be a decade from now. I can almost guarantee for you, I will be greatly surprised if it is Shad Khan that actually fires. Mm. Me Trent too, because we're this far in. And right. he's, he hasn't no, and that's why I believe he's bringing in Rick Spielman to do it personally. Mm. That like personally, and like maybe I, I like that take. I, I don't know what yeah, I like sort it. of <laughs> like I don't know what sort of friendship they have that like he's afraid to do it. Yeah, people are saying, does he have like nude photos right, of Sean? Like, like, what's going on I right now? Don't, <laughs> don't want to see those. I just don't understand it. So, but no, I I believe that they're bringing in Rick Spielman for a variety of reasons, but one of them is to fire Trent Balky, which is. Absurd because he literally held your entire coaching search hostage for the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, yeah. so you have Shad Khan finally addressing the media for the first time since we were on the Kismet. Mm. Okay, but that was private. That's non live publicly. Yeah. Um, draft since the draft. Oh Sheesh. my god! And that was actually Mark Long said this. I swore we talked to Trent in a press conference setting once in August. I'm pretty sure we did. I have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure we had him at least once at training camp, but it would have been early on, like the last like the last week of July. Um, but other than that, the last time that Trent Balky spoke on the record press conference was at the draft. Absolutely insane. Anyway. Jerry Jones is like going on local radio every other yeah, day of yeah. the week. And meanwhile, like Jim Irsay is talking to fans <laughs> after the game. Is, my by parents their bus. didn't know who Jim Irsay was when I had to go home a few weeks ago. And I like showed my mom who Oof. Jim Irsay was. Mm. And she was like, that man's a billionaire. And I was like, yes. I don't think I've heard Trent Balgi's voice since the Jags did those preseason hunt series. Mm. Not a good voice. <laughs> Not a good voice. I did, but I, you know, mm. I, I think it's. I think it's been made public knowledge. You're dating. Yeah. 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 <laughs> don't let, don't let my ex-husband, uh, Eric Dillard now, uh, know that, uh, that there was a off the record conversation. Oh, but with him in the media. Yes. When? October. Okay. Before the clown yes. stuff. Okay. Way before, way, <laughs> way before, before, way before. So, okay. So, so I can't, unfortunately like, I can't get into that, but what I will tell your listeners and all those loyal fans of the pod, go to Mark Long's timeline because a lot of what was discussed <laughs> was aired out on Mark Long's timeline. Um, I may or may not have confirmed some of it, um, but 
It's all on Mark Long's timeline. I'm going to direct you there. So, Okay, so hypothetically, this is the press conference. You're in the building. Shad Khan is sitting next to Trent Baalke, uh, and it, it could be Doug Peterson, Byron Leftwich, mm-hmm. uh, whoever. Yep. What are your questions to Shad? Who do you ask the question to first as a reporter? And Shad or Trent or... I, I ask it to Shad. And, I've already thought through it. And what's the question? Um, I say to Shad, um, hi, Shad. It's been made public knowledge by a variety of candidates that you spoke with, mm. as well as sources that work for the NFL Network, of which your team plays in the National Football League, that Trent was a roadblock in discovering and interviewing candidates for that. Why did you not at any point abort that mission and take the roadblock out. Is any, are you nervous at all knowing that no. like Trent's right there? No, because I don't have a relationship right. with and Trent. Trent knows all this shit anyway. Yeah. How does <laughs> yeah. he not? Um, I mean, apparently he said, Hey shot, if I'm an issue, I'll step aside. I'll tell you this uh, without, you know, I know I, I have to, I probably have to, Formulate those words a little bit less abrasive, um, just because of some- be like, this roadblock right here. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker right next to you. Here's the thing again, without going into too many details, I know um, some employers. I need to pick and choose my words nicely, but I've been told that Trent Balky is fair game. Go for him. Oh yeah. Okay. Shot. I do want to respect Shad too, because I do enjoy Shad, and yeah. he did feed me on his yacht, and I hope to be invited again on the yacht. Um, but Balky's free he, game, baby. But he did that for the soft questions. Yes and no. I thought we asked some decent questions. Oh, um, no, I, I know yeah. that, but I'm Oh, I'm to get saying, us, you mean to get us on the yacht and get the public PR? Yeah, but, like, I would do the same thing. It's like yeah. the 10th year anniversary. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's gonna be spun. I didn't even. I forgot. Calculated. I forgot it was a ten year anniversary. I yeah. thought he was just no, it up. no. So that was a thing. Is like, like that was planned a month, no, three weeks earlier. Okay. So like that's where like were they thinking about fire and urban then? Like I mean, we'll, you know, we'll come out in the wash eventually. Um, but no, I like shot, and I know Mark Long has said that too. And like you know, you can say that's because we all want to keep our jobs or whatever. Like I genuinely like. Like I think he's a good man. I think. You know, he just... He's lost in the football sauce. Yeah, because he's not a football guy. And so he's so used to, which I give him a lot of credit because he's become he's been immensely successful in another field in delegating responsibility. And he keeps trying to do that and it's not working. Um, and so I would be frustrated as well. Um, but no, Trent Baalke's the problem. Like, I mean, again... And how many, with, how many ex-players have come out and said get rid of him too? Yes, so that's number one. So ironically, this is fun. Uh, Dan Edwards, who was the longtime vice president of communications, who was more or less reassigned when Urban brought Amy Palchich in. Sorry. Um, he was reassigned to vice president of traditions and alumni relations. Uh, Dan Edwards has since retired. What a weird. What a yeah. tag. Yeah, what he has since title? retired. Um, <laughs> so maybe if you're going to reassign Trent, I mean, maybe you reassign him there and then he does such a bad job. You have to fire him then. I don't know. Like, um, because that job's open. Um, but they don't, you know, which is also an issue. They don't have a VP of alumni relations traditions. So like. That's a great job for Trent. Right, that's what I'm saying. If that's you're gonna a reassign great him, job reassign him over there, like throw him to the wolves, let Josh Scobie eat him alive, and yeah, and then we ride from there. Um, so yeah. Um, Do you have any questions prepared for Trent? What would you ask him? I think that's like the part of like what I'm salivating over 
is the thought of watching him squirm. Well, when you just when you said what you were going to tell uh, to shot, I kind of started salivating. Like that was that was so. It's like when you. I may just like, ask. I may ask Trent. Like, did you know you had this many enemies in the business? Oh. <laughs> Oh my God! Please, because we've been dying for answers. For or are you? How about like? Did you, Trent? Did you see the clown game? Do you? Did you know what I happened? Know Mark Long's gonna like. I can't. <laughs> yes, I, I haven't talked to Mark and like we've texted, but I haven't talked to him in person in a couple weeks. Like we need to game plan. Yeah, together. you need a game plan. So yeah, um, I mean, again, I'm not allowed to disclose what was discussed, but like, who the fuck has an off the record? Like, that's your only, like, for that, like, that's fine. Like, Dave Caldwell used to come into the cafeteria. We'd shoot the shit. For what it's worth, I was the one that directed him to TJ Hawkinson, who if Josh Allen hadn't fallen, they were going to draft TJ Hawkinson. I was the one, he wanted to take Homer. Noah Fant. Yeah, yeah he wanted Big to take Homer. No, no, he came up to me, and he was like, tell me about Fant. And I said, have you seen 38? And he said, no. And I said, I pulled it up on my phone, and I said, here you go. That was the first interaction I ever had with Dave Caldwell, like, one-on-one. But like that's off the record, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. now it's in the open. I think everyone. You I didn't think. want to tell him to draft Justin Jefferson instead of. Um, no, because it was COVID, so we didn't. We weren't in the building. Okay. So this was 2019. We were in the building in April and so the lead him, up. But, mm-hmm. Um. So I couldn't. If I had, if I had been, I would have told him like, why the, why do you keep going to Gainesville? Like, what do you, yeah. what did you do, baby? Um. But no, the point is, is like those off the record conversations. That, that's part of the business. Because Dave still did, like, I remember, like, he would do, right before the season started, he would do the midway point, and he would do the end of the year in a formal setting. And if he needed to do more, he would do more. Uh, and I think that's very fair, especially because Shad really only comes down from the mountain how many times um, a year. And so, and Tom Coughlin, forget about it. He comes down to the mountain to yell at us um, yeah. <laughs> and yell stats that we already knew. Leonard Fournette is 23 years old. Okay, thank you, Shad. I, Wikipedia, or uh, Tom, that... Wikipedia could have told me that. Love you, TC. Um, but th- like, but to not have any of that, and then oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a talk. Like that's like, what are your social skills? Like, you know, yeah, like yeah. come up to us then at practice, say hey, like nice to meet you. Like my name is Trent. It, yeah, it's schmoozing. But guess what? That's what this business is: is schmoozing. Like. To not have any relationship and then like, that's how you do it. And listen, let me say this too. Like I have friends in the building that work for the Jaguars that really like him. I, I, at least they did earlier in the year. And they were like, like, cause I remember vividly without saying the name, like, uh, oh, cause it was right after the players. And so that was like my first one-on-one with Urban. And like, I guess Urban walked away and like said, you know, he, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he thought I was like really, like he was like, damn, she's really good. Like mm-hmm. she knows what she's that. doing. And uh, that was a honeymoon phase. It was so honeymoon <laughs> phase. I show everyone that video still to this day. I was really proud of myself with that chain of events. Um, but, uh, but like he went over and he told somebody else, I guess, like, damn, like she's good. And so like uh, a friend within the organization texted me a few days later and was like, oh yeah, Urban's a big fan. And I was like, yeah, I know. And they go, have you talked to Trent at all? And I'm like, I don't know Trent from Adam. And he goes, yeah, he's like really funny. Like he's super quirky. Like he's weird, like a weird uncle, but he's really quirky. He's a nice guy. And I was like, okay. And it was like kind of out of place. And I'm like, I don't really have a relationship with him. Like Dave Caldwell and I go back because he's a D3 football guy. And he almost went to Ithaca where I went. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. So like instant instant bonding, um, which was dope. Um, But like this guy didn't even try to make a connection Mm. with people, you know? And like 
if you can't have that sort of social skills schmoozing with the media, then like, what are we doing? And come to think of it, like. Got it from Shad, low key. Well, why wasn't he on Kismet the night that we all were? Because Mark Lamping was on. Mm. And part of it was because of what we were discussing, the nature of what we were. But even then, if he is one of four people listed as your chief executive officers. I mean, Tony wasn't there because Tony was doing AEW stuff. So that's fine. He gets a pass. Or he was in in London doing Fulham stuff. He gets a pass. Um, But why wasn't Trent on Kismet that night? From what I've been told, it's because he's a really diligent worker. He stays late. (laughs) Cool, man. So it looks like, I don't know if you saw this since we've been talking. We got breaking news. Kevin O'Connell is signing with the Vikings. Oh, it's official now? Yeah. Good for him. I mean, then we then we don't have to get ho- held hostage, Whoa. I guess, till February 14th. I see a couple uh, people saying that they expect the Doug announcement within 24 hours. Field Yates. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah, they parted ways with Cullen. Yeah. <gasps> what? I guess Daryl Bevel's out. So, so Field Yates says, while the Jaguars have yet hired a head coach, they have officially parted ways with Why? defensive coordinator Joe Cullen. That's, so so they parted fan, ways with- Fangio season. That'd be that'd be something. Or Mike Zimmer. But, but Mike's Colin, one of the two. Colin still did still did so good with what he had. Like we You had, were really hoping we would have breaking news on this pod too. So this is great. This is good breaking news. It's not like the hire, but like damn. Hey, it's something shit. So, well, so here's the thing is like so like like let's dive part, into the Basaccia Fangio thing. Yeah. Because by many accounts, John Reed from the Florida Times Union reported it, and several of the reporters in Denver did as well. So there have been reports that the Jaguars have interviewed uh, both, of the, both of these people. Yes. Yeah. But for what? Yes, correct. The, so, the fans yeah. freaked out immediately saying, what the fuck well, are you doing? Well, especially because National, Ian report, uh, National reported that they were both head coaching interviews. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, Denver reporters... John with the Times Union, Vegas reporters are suddenly reporting that it may have been a coordinator position. Mm -hmm. And so that then, you know, brings up the whole, is this a super team? Yeah. Right. That's what we're hoping. (laughs) Which Wilson, Vic. Whose super team is it? Um, Run us Brian Flores. (laughs) Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Brian Flores going to GM. No, make Brian Flores the president. The president of America. Sorry, Joe Byron. Um, Byron. (laughs) It happens. It happens. Um, But uh, no, that's. I love Joe Cullen, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. Why? How weird. Why did you part ways? Yeah. But how weird is it that that comes out, but we don't part ways with any, like. Daryl There's Bevel. no reason to have said that. So I will say this, and like I jokingly almost tweeted it the other day. Um, a list of people the Jaguars are currently holding hostage. <laughs> yeah. Byron Lefwich. Byron Lefwich's agent in camp. Potentially Adrian Wilson. Doug Peterson. Jim Caldwell. The current Jag staff, because yes, they are reporting to work. Now Rich Passaccia, Vic Fangio, potentially that one could have been physically held hostage. Um, The list goes us, the fans, me, the media, Mm -hmm. all being held hostage by this decision. And so maybe Joe Cullen just said, I'm sick and tired of being held hostage. I want to get, I want to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this from what I was told, like he definitely, he was looking because he knew what was coming down the pipeline, Um, but he loves it here. Like he said to me the last time we spoke with him before the last regular season game, he was like, I like my wife and I always said we would find our way back here. 
So I, they might, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if like Doug, they keep their house and like, this is where they live. I can also see the next head coach may also taking a look at Cohen. I can see maybe we're like yeah. releasing the reins on them. Unless, saying go. And that does that say the Fangio thing is for real, especially now that Jim Harbaugh is not going to Minnesota and that would have been a potential pairing, a reun, reunion. So does that say Fangio's coming here? I, I don't know, but is but is if it is a super team, are they building it for Doug Peterson or are they building it for Byron? Mm. Yeah, no idea. Imagine super team. <laughs> no one knows. Nobody knows. No one knows because, like you said, we're all being held hostage right now. Yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, Iowa players have been called back to Carver Hawkeye for a team <laughs> meeting surrounding Thursday's scheduled game <laughs> at Ohio State. Oh, they will not leave for Columbus because there's a chance. I'm assuming it's I snow. I just left Columbus. It's the yeah. winter, oh, winter it storm up snow. there. I thought it was COVID. Okay. No. Like, Chad well, likes the cow. I love both. you. But like, <laughs> welcome to the Midwest. Weather is a thing. Yeah, there's a winter storm coming. They'll fly out on Thursday morning then. Who cares? All right. Oh, today is Wednesday. I don't know what day it is. You have a final question? I have a final question. I just, who do you not? I don't want to know who do you want. Who oh, do you think? That's my question. So oh. I'm glad you don't. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Your latter one was my question. So ask it. This is both of our final questions. I was going to say, who do you think is going to be the ultimate? It doesn't matter. The ultimate pairing in this front office. I want to know if they've asked Trevor. That's all I want to know. Because. Going to make you answer, so. Like, <laughs> no offense, but I saw on the timeline, like, the? somebody was like, oh, Trevor would approve Rich Basaccia. I was like, where the hell are you getting that from? Because, like, I heard quite different. I don't think Trevor knows who Rich Basaccia exactly. is. Yeah. Um, he knows who Byron Leftwich is. He knows who Doug Peterson is. Um, what is his perception of them? I couldn't tell you. Um, because I, I asked to have an availability with Trevor, and that was Were the denied. reports that they were going to ask Trevor and get his opinion on the next hire? Yeah, like, no one knows. No one knows. Um, who would I want? Mm. My thing is, if you're going to go, if you're building a super team for Doug, let's, oh, so I love the super team thought, especially now this breaking news. Well, of course. This truly, for <laughs> me, this says that this is what they're doing, that, that they're building be. a super team. So <laughs> let's, but let's expectations it. here, though, usually end Correct. up. Correct. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not saying it's a good super team. There are sometimes some, you know, I, I mean, mean, like, I, no offense, but look at this, the original super team, the Celtics, like, they brought all these old aging superstars in together. Mm. It didn't really work out. So build your super team right now of coaches. No, I think that's the the crazy thing is like, in my opinion, if you really are letting Joe Cullen go because you're going to get Rick, Vic Fangio, he can be this veteran defensive presence for you if you want to have a young up-and-comer and a head coach like Byron Lefwich. It works that way. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. He's a previous head coach. And then if you bring in Basaccia, then you have That's two guys so much leadership. that are former head coaches and both are, while well, rough around, Fangio's rough around the edges, neither of them are like yellers. Like okay. neither of them are going to get in Byron's face and yell at Byron. Like okay, I was worried him. about like, you know, ego. Yeah, or... they're not going to try to steal his job. This is not going to be Trent Bulky. you know? Like there's not going to be any like undermining. Um, so I don't think... Yeah, so I, I think that would be a good pairing. My concern is if you're going to do this peterson Basaccia fangio thing, like, you need a young, innovative OC then. You can't just have a bunch of old dudes. And, like, that would be, to bring this full circle, that would be shod going back to and then maybe spinning it to, well, I knew I needed experience this time and people that have <laughs> done it before. Mm-hmm. 
And so don't be surprised if he spins it that way. I think that's stupid because it's 2022. Right. Like, the Eagles won the Super Bowl five years ago. Like, sorry. jeez. Wow, Four, whatever it was. Um, Vic Fangio's defense with the Bears was good three years ago. And, like, no offense, but, like, I called it then. The Bears were the Jaguars of 2017 in 2018. The ball is only going to bounce your way, and you're going to get that many turnovers. Like, laws of gravity and rule, you know. Murphy's Law. You're only going to get... Shout out Ben Murphy. Like, you're only going to have that happen how many times and only happen in one season that they happen that quickly in succession in terms of turnovers and crazy outcomes. So, yeah. So, my answer is if you're going to build a super team, build it for Byron. And then you can that have... Would make more, that would make sense. Because then you can have your, you know... I feel like Doug Peterson... Doug Peterson's going to want to hire his own staff considering he wanted roster control. Why would he want roster control, but not control of picking his own staff? Yeah. Especially when they had Basaccia and Fangio in before they went on this interview with Peterson. So yes, I know, and John Shipley brought this up, that Spielman and Peterson have the same agent. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. My agent represents a lot of famous people, and like I don't know them. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll take that for what it's worth, people. That's that, that I can confirm on the record. That's firsthand knowledge. Um, so that doesn't necessarily mean that like they're coordinating something because for what it's worth, I think if anyone was going to do that, it would be Jimmy freaking Sexton. And oh wait, he not only represents Byron, he represents Trent Baalke. Um, so yeah, yeah. (laughs) And while I think Trent is on the lower end of his clients, like, you know, this agent thing, like stop trying to play matchmaker or like no offense. And I love the people that said this dearly outside of this, but like, Ooh, uh, Kevin O'Connell worked for Bulky with the 49ers for one season. Like, oh my God. Like, like even the Adrian Wilson Byron thing, like, oh, they both were in Arizona at the same time. No, no, no. They know each other because Adrian broke Byron's ankle. That's how they know each other. Really? Yes. The, when he got sacked in 2005. Oh, and he shit. missed those five games and he came back for the Patriots playoff game. You know more Jack Adrian shit than Wilson I do. was the one. No, because I think it would be amazing. That would be hilarious. If they hire them. Like, can you just imagine? Like, I know uh, the Bears posted Ryan Poles' uh, picture from when he first signed with the Bears as an undrafted rookie. Like, the, the Jags, if they hire Byron and then Adrian Wilson, like the content yeah, yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. be through the freaking yeah. roof. <laughs> like beyond just being, in my opinion, a pretty sound business decision, um, it would be amazing. So Shad pulls off Byron and Adrian Wilson, the same press conference. Is the media oh. as tough on Shad as? No. <laughs> like we, should be, we should well as Trent in the room. No. No, no, no. Oh, no. No, well, no Trent. No Trent. <laughs> we're going to be tough on him, but like, I'm not going to be angry. But surely questions will be asked. Right in the end. Yeah. Like, surely questions will be asked like, hey, why did Trent stay so long? Oh, yeah. We'll ask, but I'm not going to go at him like this roadblock. Right, um, right, right. I'm right. only going to do that when Trent's in the room. Yeah, because, because we'll be pissed. <laughs> no, because I want to I want to intimidate the crap out of him. If, yeah, if yeah. Shad can't scare you off, I will. Yeah. So uh, just reminder. Um for those Game of Thrones fans out there. Oof, yeah. This is... Who uh who slayed Littlefinger? Uh that would be Arya Stark in the who Game of Thrones. Who have many people said my doppelganger is? Um Eric. I think I I mean I've heard Arya. Arya? I haven't is heard it? that. I'm not a... yeah. Is it Arya? So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so how would you go about it? Littlefinger bulky. I've thought about it. 
Just kidding. Yeah. That's, yeah. Really, that's, really, that's really morbid. On camera. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to kill the guy. Slay him. I'll just say uh, I've ruined some <laughs> Ithaca College media careers in my there past we go. Ithaca. life. Ooh, so, Ithaca, shout out. So Always. I'm just, I'm just Hella saying. shout outs. No more shout outs for Ithaca. <laughs> you know, uh, listen, I, like, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I... Uh, that Ithaca listener uh, My back. power at Ithaca reached a couple of critical levels where I was like... How the hell do, are you guys letting me do this? Like, how am I allowed to be the senior class president and the lead on air talent and just brag. be an asshole? Like, someone knocked me down a few pegs. They eventually did. Um, but, yeah. So, I'm not going to come after you, Trent. Only verbally. Boy. I promise. Boing. So, <laughs> Jags head coaching news did not. I've tried to stretch, stretch this out as long as we could. Jags head coaching. She's checking her phone now. Head coaching news has not broke on the podcast. Since we are concluding this interview now, I am now hoping that it does not break for another 24 hours because we need this podcast to have life as long as, like, you know. They were dropping it in it the morning. Be. Well, it's going to be dropped tonight. Oh, even better. Yeah, but if it if the news comes out tomorrow, the podcast is old already. So, yeah, and it's all our takes are old. Let's hope that the takes that we spewed uh, don't age poorly. I don't uh, think there's going to be a decision for another month. Oh, my God. That's impossible. <laughs> How many things do we have coming up that the coaches need to be at? When's the combine? The combine is the first week in, dis- in, uh, in March. I don't know what day it is. Okay. Well, senior Bowl's... Senior Bowl is this Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm getting caught up on no, some No, it's things. just funny that it's I'm like shafty right up. now. Don't yeah. mind me. Uh, it's all coming. There's still like three or four of the teams without a head coach, but. Meanwhile. Yeah. Meanwhile. But in our but our guys, my guys that I wanted all along, Peterson and Leftwich are still there. Yeah. Oh, so, so you were Peterson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I, I was team Jim Caldwell. Um, I was actually pretty disappointed to hear that his interview didn't go as well as I guess many were hoping it would. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, him and Hackett were the two from what I was told that like came right out and they were like, I will not work with that snake. Um, so I really hope no one uses this podcast against me. Trent, I, I, I'm sure you're a lovely person. I know yeah, you, you have, I discovered, <laughs> I discovered earlier this week, you have three daughters, three, I think. Um, they look lovely. I know your wife loves Facebook Marketplace. Um, <laughs> so listen. We maybe, were hoping that was a fire sale because of incoming maybe news. Maybe she can teach me a thing or two because I'm really bad at Facebook Marketplace. So like teach me your ways, Mrs. Balky. Um, and maybe we can like get a drink. And I hear you guys love River and Post. That's my favorite place too. So mm. let's, let's get a Have you been to Hawkers? Have I been to Hawkers? Yeah. That's my favorite place. That's your favorite place? Yeah, I just went, though. Uh, I could say this now that he's gone. Apparently, like, I heard from multiple people, like, that they would go to River and Post, like, either for dinner, like, their parents were in town, or, like, they went to it for a drink, like, on a random Tuesday, like, for one drink. And Urban, Shelly, and Trent are sitting, you know, on the rooftop, like, that separate yeah. area that they can, like, corner off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiple people, like, on multiple occasions had told what? me that they were, like, oh. chilling there. It's their spot, man. And I guess because Urban was checking out of work at five o'clock, so he's going right to River and Post. So oh, in that wild, yeah. yeah, man. I tell all my friends when they've come to visit in the last few months, I'm like, and that's where Urban Shell used to sit. Um, so yeah, memories to uh, think to think where we were when we last recorded together, boys. Yeah, goodness. Uh, let's hope that. Well, actually, let's hope we are in a much different place next time you're here. It's gonna be crazy. Really Maybe hope. June. That's when we did the first one. Any shout outs? Any any last word? Any uh, things you want to promote right now before you leave? 
Uh, the Olympics on NBC 12. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I will be hosting the Ozone uh, the next three Saturdays, I think. So be sure to tune in there. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Someone asked me today at work. They were like, are you excited for the Olympics? And I literally looked at her and I was like, <laughs> we have like, and she goes, I know the Jags. I'm like, not even that. Like, I have like 18 other things going on between National Signing Day, Daytona, high school sports in general. The players is less than a month away. Like, we should go to that. The Olympics in China with like nobody watching. Like, yeah. no offense. Like, Winter I hope people Olympics. watch on TV. Please watch on NBC 12. Uh, we, yeah, yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> but at this, and also the Super Bowl, also on NBC 12. Um, Where's the Winter Olympics? I don't even know where it's it in is. It's in Beijing. Again? Yeah. Wait, where was, wait, where was That's the That's what I'm one? saying. Like, no one even like knows. Where was the one four years ago? The winter? Yeah. Four years. Like, uh, so no, uh, Korea. Pyongyang. Pyongyang. Pyongyang, yes. Pyongyang. Yep. Uh, so out of college, I had no idea what I was going to do with my communications degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had Mike K, who Ooh. former, probably closest, you've come the closest to whatever. They never refilled his position. Yeah, correct. Um, you're probably the closest to being uh, able to I tap I basically into, took his job and Alyssa's job. And yes. I think that's pretty common. Uh, yeah. Pretty common knowledge at, at the this same point. time. Yeah, I think it's pretty common knowledge at this point. So I reached out to him. He said, reach out to me whenever you graduate or whatever. So I reached out and said, hey, you guys got anything coming up? And it was the Winter Olympics internship that I started really? at First Coast News. Wow. All I did was uh, Winter Olympics stories. Yeah. And so in 2018? Uh, it, or was it 2014? Oh, 2014. So Sochi. No, it was 2018. Oh, it was 2018. Yeah. When did you graduate? 2018. Oh, you did? Okay. I'm, All right. I'm an old, yeah. older guy. You were on uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> not the accelerator program. I was on the opposite of that. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but you graduated yeah. 2015. I, we were all, we're all the 16. same. 16. We're all the same age, 28. We're, okay. I want to make sure we're all that's the same all that matters. Age. That's why I'm like doing Class of 11. Yes, uh, we're all, we both, we all three of us graduated high school in 2011. Yes. Break. <laughs> Break. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Go uh, fighting Patriots. Let's do it. Go Hawks. Spruce Creek. Okay. Hey. I know that's where you guys the went. Fuck? Yeah. Nice. You did say Daytona a little bit ago, so yeah. you know the area. Free old township forever. All right, Mia. Thank you. We went an hour. I'm sorry to the camera. It's okay. We've I'm had people begging like for a, a three-hour like pod. I'm like a teenage boy, and I've <laughs> invaded your property. I wouldn't know the difference between that and myself, so we probably smell the same. Well said. I've gone to the gym and work today before taking a shower, and I haven't taken a shower yet. Yeah, not to brag, I went to the gym before work. I skipped the gym today, and I feel really bad about it, but I ran around a lot. And you have ribs and pizza at home. You've done your job today. (laughs) You're fine. Thank you, Mia. Thanks, Um, guys. Hopefully we have who we want next time we talk. I can only hope and pray. (laughs) Thank you, Mia, for joining us and giving us an hour of your time to talk, talk Jaguars. If you're not a Jaguars fan, hope you found some entertainment in that. I'm sure you did. Uh, still are we a little close. <laughs> still, we are close. Uh, st- still Jaguars related. Have a question: If the Jaguars made the Super Bowl, I think we've touched on this before. If the Jaguars made the Super Bowl, considering the price, I don't know the prices. I know they're high. Would you attend? Well, if it was this year, absolutely not. Because this year it's in LA. I understand the halftime show they're doing is absolutely wild, like star-studded. Dr. Dre, Missy Elliott, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem. I think I'm missing one. There's like one. Snoop Dogg. So I understand that comes with the ticket price. You're watching the Super Bowl plus a concert. But how the fuck is any regular fan supposed to attend that game? I've seen nosebleeds for the lowest is like 5,200. Shit. 
I could do so much with that rather than go to a football game. And then the highest I saw, I thought it was 52000 but there's actually a higher ticket. That's $64,000. Was it where we sat when we went to SoFi? No. So it's, it's like a little bit above it. But it's lower level, but it's not field level. I can't even imagine what those field levels yeah. are. For even that. though it's like not the best view, it's the access that you're paying for. I can't imagine what those. But no, I, if, if ticket prices were that high when the Jags made it, absolutely not. I'm not going. I'm going to find a way to find a sponsor or something to send me out there out of desperation. Or I'll just go to a local Jags bar because that'll be 10 times more lit than some rich people that don't give a fuck about either team at the Super Bowl. So, yeah. It depends on the location and the ticket price. Yeah, LA just screams like it, it, it figures that this is the prices. It's just it's pricing out of the, the normal person, and that's hey, that's like the LA housing market. It's like the LA everything. Um, this is going to be. Uh, I feel bad for Cincinnati fans that want, but I think they get uh, season ticket holders get first dibs at like normal prices. I don't know, haven't been. Um, I think those has my team. I think those Cincinnati people will be just fine turning up in those local bars there. Um, for a day. Da, 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 da. Yeah. All right. Price <laughs> picks. I uh, I have some good price picks news. Go ahead. Oh, do you? Well, uh, good. Could have been better. Oh well. Before we talk about that, did you know that Price Picks is a daily over under fantasy app available in twenty eight states? Unfortunately, I was in Ohio and. Tennessee, and I could not play in those states, but I could play when I was in Kentucky. Um, but you pick an over and under uh, on two to five players. You can do two minimum, five maximum, an over under uh, on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You can also mix sports. And I had been in my NBA bag recently, so I got a little cocky tonight, this evening, and I did a three pick power play with. Jalen Brown, John Morant, and Joel Embiid with his points, rebounds, and assists. And I put $105 on it, which would have paid $525. And it always looks mm. great when you see that final number that it's going to pay out. But I never I never hit that place entry button with confidence. And one day I'm going to land a big one <laughs> above 250 But for now, it's not it. So what's your good news about this damn app? It's actually not as good as news as I as i prefaced with um i bet 40 bucks on the rams 49ers game and oh. it was obj to go over like four receptions that was easy yeah he got fed cooper cup to go over 100 yards receiving easy um and what was the other one check no there were <laughs> okay well i don't want to i didn't want to make it that long but the one I missed, the one I lost was my final one. Everyone hit over. I was all overs. My one under, my one under was Elijah Mitchell. And I don't know why I did this. I said under two and a half targets. And I'm thinking, okay, they have Debo. So how many times are they going to actually target Mitchell in the, in the passing game? And it's 2.5. That's low. It's low for a reason. Maybe he gets like one target, two targets. I'm like three, but yep, he got exactly three. So I I lost by point five, and I went from went about to win four hundred dollars to to only making eighty. But I did get OBJ over Cooper Cup over. Oh, and I also did Debo Samuel. 
I said over 0.5 touchdowns, and he scored that long ass screen play. Uh, that I was so I, I I was yelling here. I was I was by myself. I was like, let's Teddy. fucking go! I was so hyped because that was one of the ones I knew. I I felt good about Stafford going over 23 and a half pass completions. Felt good about Cup. Felt good about OBJ. Elijah Mitchell has a liffy, but I needed that Debo Samuel to at least get three right. Cooper Cup is 102.5 for the Super Bowl. Smashing the over? What is he? 102.5. Versus, oh. Bengals. Oh, God. <laughs> he should be. Mm. Bengals, they stopped Mahomes in the second half. What are they going to do about this? We'll talk about that next week, but, you know, Super Bowl lit. Um, so what I'm going to do for prize picks uh, before this weekend, since I have $100 left to bet before I'm, you know, cleared out, and I'm not going to do a whole $100 bet. So what I'm going to do I'm going to take half it. I'm going to take $50. And the first person that uses prize picks to tweet me an entry uh, for Wednesday night or Thursday night, whoever tweets me first, I'm going to place it on that. And if we win, I'll split the money with you. $50 entry, two to five players, all NBA, whether it's Wednesday night or Thursday night, the players usually pop up on the day of the game for NBA. So whoever gives me one first, we'll split the money with you. So, Get to sending me some bets. You can DM me. You can email me. You can reply on the comments of YouTube. Just let me know so we can get this money together because apparently I can't win. So if you trust your betting gut, let's go. Hashtag not a tennis podcast. Oh, wait. Dun and Drew is also brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dun and Drew. Hashtag. <laughs> Uh, get in that Discord. Hashtag not a tennis podcast. Nadal got that dub at the Aussie Open. Uh, he came back from two sets down versus Mendevev. Men, Mendedev. Men, uh, Medvedev? Medvedev. Uh, which was amazing because now he's... Tomato my bitch. Now he's taking the lead. <laughs> now he's taking the lead with all... with the. He has more than Roger. More than Joker. More what? Titles? Uh, Champions? Majors. Oh. Wow. By one. By one, because Joker didn't play. He's only 35. Only? I know, it's it's but like 35. Brady's fucking 45. And I know tennis requires more uh body uh I don't know. Tennis requires more from the body, obviously. More injuries, more than a quarterback. Uh but yeah, he's thirty five, but he's been playing since he's like twenty. Yeah, I mean he's been playing forever, but Winning major since he's probably like nineteen twenty. I don't know when he, how old he was when he won. Uh, I think he may have been eighteen, but yeah, he's been playing for a while. But thirty five, I, I can see it. I can see how he's still going. Was was Agassi the oldest player to retire? Mm, couldn't tell you. Oh, thought you. Nope. Random random question to ask, but <laughs> uh, NFL. So you you kind of made a mistake last week. You should have picked a different team. We both got Bengals Chiefs wrong. Both picked Chiefs and. I think I did a good thing here because the season's not over. And I really believed in the Chiefs-Rams pick. So if I would have lost one of those, I would really had no chance. So I'll take the fucking tie for conference championship weekend because we're going into Super Bowl weekend. And what we're going to do instead of just, you know, picking the one game is we'll do the spread and the over-under so that there's a chance to go 2-0 and and win it all. So I won't pick the same um, picks as you this time. So Okay. Whoever you pick for the spread, I'll pick the opposite, and 
uh, whatever over under you choose, I'm gonna pick the opposite. And hopefully I go sweep on that. <laughs> so let's review last week. It was not the letdown that everyone was expecting to have after such an amazing mm-hmm. divisional round. I was, for one, expecting the Chiefs-Bengals to be a blowout. Yes. I, I did not expect the Bengals to be able to hang with, the, with Mahomes. And it looked that way to start the game. It's like I tweeted out, good luck to whoever has to face the Chiefs offense after the Bengals do, because this is like we were, I was look, they looked so much. They were able to run the ball effortlessly. And Mahomes was passing to Kelsey who was open. If he has a linebacker on him, he's open. If he has a corner, he's big enough to where he's always open. Uh, or he was passing to Tyreek who was always open or uh, Hartman or uh, Pringle. This, is a, this offense looks unstoppable and stupid. Second half. They looked stupid, not the good way. Yeah. Like, I stupid. I don't know what fucking happened to the Chiefs in the second half. They only had one field goal. They got zero points in the third quarter, and I don't think I've ever – I'm used to that as a Jags fan. I'm sure Chiefs fans were like, what the fuck is going on? Zero points? What? This isn't the Chiefs – this isn't Chiefs offense. So, something something happened halftime. They got turned around. I don't know what the fuck happened, but to hold the Chiefs to zero points in their home stadium in a conference championship game <laughs> is uh, pretty fucking insane. And the only points they scored were a game-winning field goal to send that bitch to overtime because they were losing. And they almost took themselves out of field goal range because that fucking scramble shit Mahomes does where he always gets away and eventually finds somebody down the field open, that shit wasn't working all second half. And he did that shit on a third and long, and he, he was scrambling for his life, running clock down, nobody was open, and he just kept going and going, didn't throw the ball away, took a sack. It's like, where... And he fumbled. I think he fumbled on that play as well, and he recovered it. So they got so fucking lucky. But something just was in the air that game that Mahomes was looking, you know, pedestrian. And even though they won that coin flip, the football gods were like, nope, this is the Bengals game to win. And, hey, now look. Look what we got the same scenario that we did for Chiefs-Bills with overtime after everyone was bitching about OT. And then the Bengals defense got the stop. They got a fucking interception. Bengals got the ball. They win the game. So if you're still bitching about OT, we told you last week, hey, got to play D. It's not the coin's fault. People were hyping up your take on OT rules. You see that? They're like, hey, Eric's OT yeah, rules. Yeah. today. Was it much different than mine? No. It was like that, that fucking take I had was 50-50. Like some people were like, uh, change the rules. Some people were like, I feel like it was pretty balanced. I don't even you said the take. same thing yeah. I did. So people were like, uh, I was like, uh, what was my I might take? Have, I might have just went like deeper into it. Okay. But yes. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, pressure was on with the Bengals. The defenders had all these men covered. Uh, Burrow's. Don't know how. Burrow, very poised. And just. I, I fear for him next week or in the Super Bowl. I, I'm not going to say I am. And I'm not saying that because of this hood, this hood, this sweatshirt on me. Burrow has proved in this playoffs, in this postseason, to be in his a relentless competitor. Got sacked nine times against the Titans, said, fuck it, we're going to win anyway. How do you come back against the Chiefs down to 18? Yeah, 21 to 3. How do you do that? How it do was you, over. How do you have a perfect second half of football to where you're able to come back and take a lead on the Chiefs after they're up three scores? And get a two-point conversion with that as well. Like, 
I don't know, man. Something there's something in Burrow's juice, and it's swag. But. He's he's overtaken, in my opinion. He's overtaken Mahomes for the most swag in the NFL. You know, I always compared Mahomes to Curry, how, and they even got shots of him and the during the AFC Championship game Sunday of Mahomes chewing on his mouth guard. I was like, that's so fucking Curry. I'm pissed. Uh, and I thought, you know, Mahomes is is, is tons of he's dripping, but Mahomes is very humble. Burrow is a little cocky. He's not cocky enough to where it's annoying, but he's he's got a different element of swagger that Mahomes doesn't have because he's he's humble and he's kind of quiet. Uh, which is why I'm I'm now crowning Burrow the most has the most swag in the NFL. Yeah, he's got that calm but smirky. I know how I got this type of cockiness to him. Did you see the? It's hard to it's hard to dislike the gif that someone edited of the. The him sitting in the LSU jersey smoking the cigar, you know, after they won the Natty, mm-hmm. but then it snap it snaps and it's him in the Bengals jersey in the same position smoking the cigar. Mm-mm. I didn't see that. Oh my god, I gotta show that. I did see the video of Burrow being held by the offensive lineman at LSU after they won, and then him being same held guy. By the same I yeah, what the lineman. fuck? Same After guy. The Chiefs. Here's him snapping his fingers as as Thanos, and there goes. Oh yeah, uh, I, did, I saw that. <laughs> there goes Jackson and Brittany. Um, memes are there. Great. It is. There it is. Look at this. Ready? Oh, <laughs> oh that's shit. so fire. That's clean. Oh, bro, he is. I'm. I'm not gonna get horny on Maine, but if I was bro. That would be my me. Facebook gift profile picture. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Bengals here. They have a real chance to win their first Super Bowl ever, and I couldn't imagine what it is like for a real, this is real us. Bengals fans. Because I know there's some of you out there that are buying merch and claiming to be fans and showing real emotion towards them winning, like they're your favorite team. Relax. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of that on Facebook. Relax, like please relax. Like you can be happy for the team, like I am, mostly because. They're in a situation that the Jags are in. Like, they had top draft picks, and they're already in the Super Bowl. So I know it can be done. I know it can be done now. I have this I have this team, this Bengals here. Like, I'm so used to seeing Tom Brady in this bitch, and we're not used to seeing teams like Nick Foles-led Eagles beat Brady and upset shit. We're used to seeing dominant competitive teams repetitively beat repetitively, I guess, well, good. Or be in the Super Bowl. And now we have the Bengals here. This wild card, this team that was, there's a stat in here I wrote. This is how people would feel if the Jags beat the Patriots in 2017 and kind of. Hell yeah, same thing. Yes. And I, say what you're going to say. I was going to say, of all the improbable teams that have made a Super Bowl in NFL history, the Bengals this year had the second worst preseason odds. I'm trying to figure out how to say that. They didn't have the second worst preseason odds this season, but of the teams that have made it to the Super Bowl, okay, they have had one of the worst preseason odds. Yes, what I'm saying, like they the were most, quite an underdog. One of them, yes, quite an. It's and I saw someone say, uh, "quote It's the uh, is Mike Greenberg, probably on Get Up." By the way, shout out to Mike Greenberg for an excellent interview with Brian Flores on Get Up this morning. I was I love I love the way I love that. how a professional he is when he's always like now. Let me clarify. Yeah, this. he's and he, and he touches the desk, and I saw that he's like, wow, I like how he's touching. It. He's like because he's like trying to make him comfortable. He's yeah, yeah. like, 
He was touching the desk a lot and like looking at him in the eye. Yeah. It was it was a great interview. He killed that. Because he knows that people will misconstrue shit. So he's like, let me yes. just be absolutely yes. Yes. clear. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do a Greenberg impression. It's, it's a good one. Uh, so he said, quote, uh, it's it's the greatest turnaround in NFL history. It's the Jaguars winning the Super Bowl next year. That's how improbable this is. Told you it would be just it would be just like us. It could happen. And he says the greatest turnaround in NFL history. And I guess so because they actually made the Super Bowl. But don't forget, the Jaguars were three and thirteen the year before they made the AFC Championship game, and they did not draft a Joe Burrow. Mm. They thank you. They <laughs> did that by after drafting Leonard Fournette. Like Leonard. that's a pretty good turnaround. Yeah. Without drafting a Heisman winning quarterback. Like you don't have to go back that far to find something this crazy. So shout out to Jags twenty seventeen. Um and shout out to Jags twenty twenty three for when we do it all over or twenty twenty two, shit. For when we do it all over again. Hey, as as long as everything we talked about with Mia happens and falls right into our lap in good favor, then I could Coach see Super it. Team. Coach Super Team, I could see us absolutely running through the AFC. I could see shit kind of stacked. But my question Bro, is, the AFC is so stacked. It's like, stupid. how how hasn't this happened for Herbert? Like, Herbert is a great fucking Sucks. quarterback. He's yeah. got he's got just Kenan, as good weapons. Yeah, he's got just as good weapons. He's got an amazing running back in Eckler. And why can't he do the same? Is it the coaching? Is it the defense? I don't know. But it just sucks because Burrow's able to do this with the same amount of weapons and no offensive line. But, I mean, it go back to the draft we had this past year where everyone was like, oh, Bengals fucked up. Bengals fucked up. They took Jason instead of Pinay. And now they're sitting here in the fucking Super Bowl. It's crazy. <laughs> I remember when we were at the draft and we were talking to people around, Browns fans around us, like, wow, I cannot believe they picked Chase over Panay Sewell. Like, Joe Burrow's going to probably piss, right? But no, Joe Burrow wasn't pissed. This is his boy. They're about to, and then they went, like, imagine someone drops in right there. We're at the draft. Someone says, hey, by the way, Bengals, they go going to Super Bowl this year <laughs> after that pick. What would your reaction be? Like, Shut the fuck up, you stupid cunt. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and now they're here. Yeah, now but they're here. It's, it's so weird to see the Bengals' name next to anything Super Bowl related because it's like I've never seen yeah. this fucking team there. It's like uh, seeing ours. Rams, like we saw Rams back in 2017. They pretty much have the same team other than the quarterback. Same coach. They just replaced Goff with Stafford, which is why preseason we were like, okay, Stafford's pretty damn good quarterback. You replace Goff with him, you should be able to, you know, be dominant, especially if you made the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. And then they add Odell, Aaron Donald. I mean, we already had him, but they got Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller. Team was stacked. Yeah, that we're, team is – It's they're winning the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, spoiler alert to my Super Bowl pick. But, yeah, this team is – it's super team. And I think maybe teams in the future will use this as a model. You know, it's a copycat league, but are teams willing to give up first-round picks as easily as the Rams have been to acquire the talent that they have? If this Super Bowl did not work, they'd be in some trouble. Yeah, this is the super team that we said if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, back when they made their last acquisition, which I think was Von Miller, um, or it was Odell, don't matter. Point is... If they didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year, they were going to get clowned like shit. Well, here they are. After fighting for their lives the past two games, like 49ers was not a guaranteed win. Like they got a game-winning field goal in that game and played some defense. Because Jimmy's 
not, you know, all he cracked out to be. And then before that, they almost gave up that shit to Brady. So they didn't get here no easy road themselves, but they finally made it to the Super Bowl. They're hosting in L.A. Going to be expensive-ass tickets. We're going to see Jalen get a fucking Super Bowl ring most likely. But if Burrow come out here and win that shit, he's going to be early GOAT. Bro. He's going to be early GOAT. He's set for his career. If he wins the Super Bowl, like he'll, he'll get so good so quick because he'll have no pressure. Like so, all the pressure will be off. If they don't win, it'll be like, can they get back? Mm-hmm. Let's get back. We need to get back. Like that's the bar now. If they win, he's just chilling. Yeah. Kind of like because they're but, not. They are not supposed to be here right now. To make it this far, next season is just going to be like, how do you come back from that after a season where you had nobody expecting you to make it this far? Probably not even make the playoffs. Really, you make it all the way to the Super Bowl, all the way to the Super Bowl, but. For the Rams, there's no more Brady in their way. No more Mahomes. You only have to beat Joe Burrow now. Second-year quarterback. Get to him. Put pressure on him. You win your ring. Shouldn't be hard. Offensive line is doo-doo. You have Von Miller and Aaron Donald. We're, we'll get into it more next week. Uh, do we have any review of the Niners-Rams game that we have to touch on? I'm just sad for Debo because like he put that team on his fucking back. But last week... I said, like, 49ers, Jimmy G had been carried to this position because he had thrown no touchdowns the past two games. So, uh, that, and even in this game, the only touchdown pass he had, I think, was that little screen, and Debo took it for 70 fucking yards or some shit like that. But it's it wasn't enough, and I didn't think Jimmy G was going to be able to do enough to beat this Rams team. And it was just heartbreaking to see Debo on the sideline there because I've been on this man's bandwagon ever since trading for him in fantasy. I've been watching his games. And just been knowing how dynamic he is in their offense and making me pick the over .5 touchdowns every time on prize pick because I know that shit's a lock. So to see him finally get kicked out because Jimmy G just doesn't have it in him because this game was close the entire way. And if Jimmy G was just a little better, they would have been able to make that offense score like one more time for them to win that game. Who do they have as like a receiver outside of – Debo. Like, do they have anyone that scares anyone? Kittle and Ayuk. Oh, yeah, they do have Kittle. And then that, that – uh, And Ayuk. And Elijah Mitchell pretty fucking good in the run game. But uh, Jimmy G most likely going to get traded to probably – Vikings. I'm, I'm thinking Steelers yeah. or Titans. Not Titans. That would be – They're going to roll be, with Tanny? Titans would be a downgrade going to Jimmy. You said Vikings. Uh – no, nah, they'll no they'll Steelers. Keep, they'll keep Kirk. Steelers is an option. Steelers would look weird. Jimmy G and the that's actually I can see that. I can see that big time. He'd be going to a automatic contender, Najee Harris, Claypool, T.J. Watt on the defensive side. And I don't see the Steelers trading for Russ or Deshaun. That's too much for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Trey, Trey Lance will be that starter for. The Niners next year. He's their future. I think he's pretty. I think we didn't see much of Trey, but I think. Oh, might, Trey now. He might be. He might be a step above Jalen Hurts. You feel me? <laughs> um, but yeah, sucks for them. But, you know, in the end, only one team can win the big dance. And Rams will have quite a year to, to brag if they retired Brady and then knocked off the surging Joe Burrow. But. 
To what cost? All right, we got f- voicemails from one, two, three, four people. And we're gonna we're not gonna promote the voicemails anymore because they, they kind of overload the show. So let's start with Dunn Collins. He hit us up five days ago. Uh, something might be wrong on my end. Let me try. Oh. Yo, what's up, Dunn and Drew? It's Bryce calling from Ohio. I got so a question done. for you guys that I'd be interested in hearing your take on. Matthew Stafford, if he wins the Super Bowl in two weeks, do you believe that puts him into the Hall of Fame or not? Because I know the talk around him the whole entire time of being in Detroit was he's got the stats. His stats are great. He just doesn't have a deep playoff push, let alone even making the playoffs a whole bunch of times, just because the Detroit team was so bad. And so now, with his first year being in LA, they finished 12 and 5. If he wins the Super Bowl, do you think that's enough to get him into the Hall of Fame? Because not only with all those stats he's had in Detroit, now he's responsible for the top two receivers in yards per season. So, to me, I think that Super Bowl pushes him over that edge. But I'd like to hear what you guys think about it. It's tough. I yeah, it's very tough. I respect Stafford and what he's done in Detroit and what he's done this year, especially at Cooper Cup. But I think just my thought on what happens, no, it doesn't put him in the Super Bowl. Now he could play again next year. Oh, yikes. Sorry. I'm Thank you. <laughs> it doesn't put him into the Hall of Fame. Um, but if he does it again or gets or has another deep playoff push, maybe the conversation starts. But so far, there's been no kinds of com- – and it may be just because he's in Detroit, but there's mm-hmm. been no conversation – like he hasn't had the same conversation around him that Phillip Rivers had. Or when, Eli. Or he, well, Eli won Super Bowls. But I'm saying, like, I'm trying to compare him to someone who hasn't won a Super Bowl. So, like, Phillip Rivers, I feel like the same kind of air that was around Phillip Rivers has not been around Stafford. And it's probably because he wasn't ever able to elevate like Rivers was. Rivers elevated that team to some playoff runs. Stafford never did did that in Detroit. Maybe I think one year they went to the playoffs. Uh but I think that might be why he misses out on on the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, the Hall of Fame is so like just not there yet. Yeah. Not there to get I'd that no. gold jacket. Matthew Stafford's gonna have to win this one, and he's got to stay, and he's got to go on another run. If you still have this team intact, I don't know what the contract situation is looking like for this stacked ass roster, but yeah. you win again. That's another thing. The roster's stacked. You gotta run it back. And at least try to keep winning some more while you have this roster together. But you just win this one. I don't know. I think that Detroit thing hold him back a little bit because this is his first year winning a playoff game, even. So huh, that's true. Uh, let, let me try Dunn Collins' voicemail again, see if it works. It sucks that it won't because it's a minute long. Oh, here we yeah, go. Yeah, what's up? It's Diesel. I'm listening to the uh, pod right now. It's uh, what day is it? Friday. Um, I'm driving to New Orleans. It's going to be a fun weekend. But I I just listened to y'all talking about Evan Neal. I have a cool story. So this past summer, I worked at a movie theater for like a week, and I quit because it sucked. <laughs> but in that week, I uh, I was 
it was my first day at the front where I do the concession, and uh, Evan Neal was uh, going to a movie in T-Town, and uh, I made him chicken fingers, and uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. But uh, I think y'all should take him first pick, but also, I know I'm a Bama fan, but Jameson Williams, I mean, he is so fast. He's so underrated. Y'all really, I think y'all could use him. At one. But uh, have a good pod in the next week, I guess. Roll Tide. Have a good week. Thank you. I would love to take Jameson in round two. Mm-hmm. Round two, pick one. If he falls, he got he is he the one that got hurt? Yeah, he tore his ACL, so he probably won't. Oh, he'll fall. He probably won't be ready to play until like mid next season, or maybe maybe toward maybe the first. Just keep talking. Uh, maybe <laughs> the, maybe the first quarter of the season. Um, but. Chicken fingers is all you made for Evan Neal? Seems like you should have made more than that, big boy. All right, here is the uh, – so we're going back to Bryce. He asked a Stafford Hall of Fame question. So, yeah, he actually left two voicemails. This is only 13. He thought about it. <laughs> it's only, this is only 13 seconds. It looks like it's NBA-related. Oh. Yo, it's Bryce again. Just going to keep this short. Shout out to my Cleveland Cavaliers being fourth place in the Eastern Conference and only two games behind the first place Miami Heat. Oh, really? I know you guys still don't give a shit about basketball, but I just want to give a little shout out at the end there. Appreciate it. That is crazy. The Heat, Bulls, Cavs. I was looking at NBA standings earlier, and I was like, how the fuck are the Cavs fourth seed? Yeah, what is And Kevin Love is still on that team. What? (laughs) He's still on that team, and they're fourth. I don't understand what the Cavs are doing. I don't watch Cavs basketball, but I don't watch basketball. I'm more, I'm more shocked that 33 year old Kevin Love is still putting up 20 a game at some games and 11 rebounds and shit. But I can't wait. They're out here till basketball season starts after the Super Bowl. I'm going to figure out all these things. Why? Like, how good is John Morant? Because he oh, looks stupid. He, he's very good. Uh, how are the Cavs in the top four of the East? How are the Bulls? How do the Bulls hold the one seed for forever? Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, next one from Denny. Denny Burnett. Hey, guys. This is Denny from Alabama. And Bro, the tell Alabama, me why Alabama I just woke, woke up to the news of Tom Brady actually announcing his retirement. Um, I wish I could give y'all a full rant, but y'all already know what this man has done for my Patriots and the Bucks organization, but I might cry for the rest of the day. Um, can I hit the gym? That's going to be my pre-workout, and but can't wait to see what the Patriots have in the future. Hopefully, Mac Jones can duplicate, if not, be damn near what this man has given them yeah, for the last twenty years. But. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say anymore. This hurt. This really hurts. I'm not going to kill myself, but well, it really hurts. I'll see y'all. Uh, you knew he was retiring. So <laughs> he wasn't coming back to the Pats. What's with all these Bama fans that are, are also, also fans of like Chiefs, Patriots? Uh, like y'all just so addicted to winning that you're also fans of these uh, winning NFL franchises? Maybe that's the, the hack. Guess so. Oh, here's a good one. He's a good caller. Love this guy. What up, fuckers? Oh. So, uh, hopefully, Brian Flores still signs in Houston. I mean, he let him know that he was going to sue the NFL before 
He even came in for a second interview. I didn't know that. And they still interviewed him. So okay. just kind of hopeful on that. Maybe something will finally go right in Houston. Um, anyways, give y'all a couple of things. One, who would y'all take number one overall for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Jaguars. And two, Jaguars. would you rather <laughs> always feel the urge to pee? Like you oh, always feel like you got to pee. Worst. I wouldn't be able to or sleep. This one's you never bad. get that urge to pee. But you got to wear a diaper <laughs> because you'll never know when you're going to start peeing because <laughs> you just never feel the urge. Um, <laughs> anyways, take care. You. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, fuck. I got to wear the diaper. Diaper me up. God damn it. Yeah, I can't have 24-7 urge to pee. That shit is... That's the, the worst. I had that shit yesterday just waiting for the bathroom to open up. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't do that. Always 24-7 have that feeling. Fuck that. But yes, Brian Flores did tell. (laughs) 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 Flores did tell the Saints and Texans. He's like, yeah, I'm going to sue these bitches. But if y'all still want to interview me, I'm still game. So he's got the biggest dick. How I think if Texans hired Flores, they would be applauded. It would be. I mean, I I don't know. Texas fans. But. (laughs) I think nationally, they would get so much applause for hiring Flores right now. Like, and I feel like the players would really rally around him too. Like, this it should be a slam dunk hire if you guys hire Flores. Yeah, uh, or anybody really. <laughs> uh, moving on. You gonna say that, or did we already say that? Those little voicemails. We're done with voicemails. Oh, thank you for your Welcome. calls. Um, most of this stuff on the Super Bowl, I, I mentioned earlier because we were in the heat of the matchup, but um, Burrow's a goddamn machine. Um, I'm a Bengals fan for the game, and I'm going to talk more about it next week. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad people have caught on to how annoying the PA guy is in, in SoFi. Oh, they have? Yeah, I saw tweets about some people saying, man, I really hope this guy isn't here for the Super Bowl, which makes me so happy because that, that was that was my number one complaint with SoFi. I was like, this isn't my top stadium because the PA guy is so fucking annoying. He's so obnoxious. Was, bro, you can hear that shit through the TV. And that's why people were, down, people were tweeting about that. People were like, this guy's so annoying. Like, yes, yes. Please fire him. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I hope he's not there for the Super Bowl because it's it's a neutral field. Right. You're not supposed he to shouldn't have, be there. There's not supposed to be. No, it's there. <laughs> like, no. And then whose house? Run's house. All right. Don't peek at uh, oh, don't sorry. peek. Don't peek at what? Don't peek. Uh, We're going to get you a little. Situated, get Can I ready get a beer for first. Sure, okay. get a beer first. Drunk fuck. We're gonna. It's been four days. Four days, so he's got to drink four per day that he missed. I mean, you, you guys know what I mean. Um, we're gonna get Andy ready for for NBA season. I mean, we're we're damn near to to the All Star game. It's February, so it's coming up because that shit always falls around my birthday. It's actually during my birthday week. I would go, but tickets are expensive. Like every fucking goddamn sporting weekend. Where is it? Orlando? It's in Cleveland. Ew. But the tickets are insane. Just kidding. We love Cleveland. But the NBA All-Star starters have been named. 
And I wonder if I should have you just guess like the point guard and, and centers and shit. For I'm ready. West. Whatever you want me to do, I'm ready. We'll start with the East. Um, there's only starters, so just five players. The reserves will be announced. Okay. Um, either next week they'll be uh, announced on with the TNT crew. So the East starters. Could you guess who the point guard is for the East? I don't think so. Well, I mean, let me skip point for now. All right. Feel free to look at teams so you know who's there <laughs> and like position and standings so you can maybe associate. No, that's cheating. <laughs> let me go NBA logos, Eastern. All right. Can you give me the big men? Maybe a couple centers. Okay, give me uh, Giannis at power forward. Doesn't doesn't matter. He's in it. He's a starter. They'll still play wherever position they want. So <laughs> he's a starter. Yes, Giannis is a starter for the East. Embiid's a starter. Embiid is a starter. Um, is Jimmy? No. Yikes. Jimmy. It, oh, DeRozan. Yes. He's a starter. DeRozan is a starter. Uh Oh, Ball? No. Oh, okay. He's injured currently. Um, There's two more. There's a point guard and there's a small forward who plays very big. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, small forward who plays very big. Knicks? No. No. Oh, dump my dumbass Durant. Yeah, Durant. Uh, but his his status is up in the air because he's also hurt. And then who would you replace Durant with? And then Harden. No, Kyrie. I guess Harden. No, yikes. Kyrie only plays road games. Oh, uh, John Wall. <laughs> John Wall not even playing. <laughs> uh, Beal. Nope. It's not a guy that's. Hmm. Some people call him Baby Steph. Nobody calls him. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Hawks. They got uh, they got him. <laughs> they got him. <laughs> What's his name? Trey. Trey. Yeah, Trey Young. Yeah, yeah. Trey Young is the fifth East star. I didn't do too bad. Okay, let me do West. West. You. One of these you're not getting because it's a shock to me as well. Oh, well, maybe I get it. All right. Okay, so LeBron. Yep. Curry. Yep. Uh, Paul. No. No. No sons. No sons? No sons. Oh, I know. Daniel's pissed. They're 41 and 9 and no sons. But this is because 50% of the NBA starter vote is fan-based. That's Oh, yeah, that's right. This is rigged. Uh, Jokic. Yes. So LeBron, Curry, Jokic, uh, Pelicans, Mavs. Ooh, is uh, uh, Luca? No. No. Not. Okay. Yeah. It was. Oh, J- Ja Morant. Yes. Ja is a starter. First time, second year player. And Kawhi. One more. Kawhi's been out all year. Oh. He still got that injury from last playoffs. Uh, Cat. Nope. Um, it's a shooting shooting player. Okay, so not a big. Man. What do they call that? Backcourt. Yeah, backcourt. Yeah, right? Backcourt. Uh, well, technically, he's front court, but what? 
Because your backcourt's usually only point guard, shooting guard. So he plays a three. He's okay. Don't tell me it's. Uh, uh, don't tell me it's. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me. I, I swear our funniest segments are when we talk basketball. <laughs> um, don't tell me it's Draymond. Ooh, you you close. I'm close. If it was Dre, if it wasn't this guy, it probably would be Draymond. Oh, is it um the guy that always wins Defensive Player of the Year? Is it who's, uh who's that? The the guy on the uh, oh. <laughs> uh um, on the jazz? jazz? No, it's not him. What's his name? Uh, Rudy Gobert, who yeah. started the panty. <laughs> My Rudy Gobert year. It, don't tell me it's a king. I know no one on the Kings. No, okay, not the Kings. Um, it will never be anyone on the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not Timberwolves. Nope. Okay. He used to play for them. Oh no, it's not. It's not Mavs because that guy's. I told you this guy's. I would have never guessed this guy either. Nugget. No, I already got Jokic. Um, this is a. I don't even know if you know this player. That's a good. That's good. Good question. You know the name, but I don't know. Oh, I don't. I know the name for sure. You know the name. He was a, a top pick in a draft years ago. Number one, some might say. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a team. Warriors. I kind of gave you a hint when I said if Draymond wasn't. Oh, here, Warriors. Guy. Yeah, Warriors been grinding before Clay came back. Before they've been they've been eating. Looney. <laughs> I said that low key confident. I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> bro. What on the Warriors? It, someone on the Warriors made the All Star, so yeah. they have two All Star. So they have two All Star starters, and yes, the second one is not is named not, Clay not, or Draymond. Not Clay or Draymond. The fuck. That's why this team's going to the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me the name. Andrew Wiggins. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. I would have thought he was on the Timberwolves. I said he used to play for them. He's a starter? He's a starter. What? A, where was this when he was on the Timberwolves? It was gone. I guess when you go to Andrew the Warriors, Wiggins. you become a legend. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star starter? He's averaging 18 and four, but rebound? War- Warriors, yeah, four rebounds. But the Warriors are 39 and 13, second in the West, and he's been a big part of that in their bench. But he, he's he been picking up the slack for when Steph Curry is not on his game for all the times. That it's Clay- been actually a lot recently. He's, yeah. Steph is in a cold streak. But, you know, the Warriors are still without Draymond. He's hurt. They're right without Wiseman, that young center that they got. Warriors, they're going places. They're always going places. But that was fun. Uh, just wanted to get Andy acquainted with NBA players as NFL comes to an end and we start watching basketball more. So uh, final thoughts here, Nashville, Tennessee. So last week, as you guys heard and saw, I was in a hotel room, but I was in Kentucky. But I flew into Nashville, and then I drove to Kentucky. It's like an hour. But I've been avoiding this city when the Jags play there. But I went because, like I said, I flew into the airport. But it's my, it was my first time back since 2016. I stayed with an old friend of my dad's who lives right there in a luxury apartment downtown. And I stayed an extra night so I could go out with them. 
And I was only there one night last week. It was Thursday night. But very fun city. Uh, I want to go back again. We hit up a Mexican restaurant, but it was very lively. It wasn't like dead vibes. And then we went to a jazz lounge with live music. Like every bar has live music there. Uh, we went to this very cool, chill, like soulful lounge. It was fucking dope. And then walking down Broadway, it's like, like a very mini Vegas-like feel. Because it's just the it's bright right lights here. and yeah, all that. Yeah, well, I'd like to visit. Um, but, I, you know, it's Nashville, so it's a lot of country music, live country music. But Love the, it. But the bar we went to was um, soul and just people that were covering, like, Outkast and Bruno and stuff like that. But it was great. Great atmosphere anywhere you go. And I definitely want to go back. But hopefully not for a Jags titans game because I know what the result will be. Hopefully just to just have a good time there. Uh, my final thought, we are only a month away from daylight saving time coming back. So get ready to move your clocks to where we get more sunlight in the day. You know, that's my favorite time of year. It sucks when the sun is down by the time you get back home from work. So yeah. with that, I'm but turning my computer off. Every time Andy gets back home from work, I'm sitting here in the dark. So I don't turn any lights on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little depressing. Bad. That's our show, y'all. Make sure you share this episode with your parents, friends, enemies. Watch us on YouTube.com slash Dun and Drew. Get in our fucking Discord. That's Patreon.com slash Dun and Drew. Um, what else is on the line for us? That roommate coming soon. We'll keep you posted on that. Andy made tuna casserole again. I'm going to go try some. Just kidding. But until next time, this has been Dun and Drew, baby. Hee <laughs> hee.